Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am one of your three hosts, as always, Wade Mariano, and I am joined here by one... Trace Finicaro. And... Uh, Cobra Est Escobar. That is a one-gunner Kennedy. Let us jump right into it, folks. Uh, so, Gunner, I had heard from you about an airline that was hijacked in Seattle, and that is about all I know about the story, and I would like you to elaborate on what happened and what's going on with it. So, again, and part of it, you know, like there's there's two parts to that, which is one, um, people were incredulous in a post-9-11 fucking global terrorism, terrorism world that nobody fucking was talking about this. Um, so... Uh, the best, the best, the the best story coming out right now is that uh, a mechanic at one of these service airports basically st- stole uh, a Dash Eight Q four hundred turboprop. It's like one of the re- you know, it's like a little regional airliner. Okay, so like a little like with the propellers and stuff like that. Yeah, I, you know, it's like, you know, it's like eighty eighty something people. You know, it's not sure. it's not it's not like fucking a seven thirty seven or something like that. But it's a decent sized plane. But yeah, he just fucking he just get, he just got his druthers and fucking popped into this thing and is fucking doing loop the loops over Seattle controlled airspace while he's like you know and again it, the 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 second thing of this was that even though nobody was fucking talking about this like people were watching this go down live on like you know like I I saw a blurb on Twitter and basically the deal was is that. The fucking air traffic control feed was on public broadcast, so you like you hear the fucking guy, you hear the fucking mechanic or the pilot there talking with the ground, and they're tr- the thing was is he could take off, but he didn't know how to land, so he's fucking circling, you know, he's doing all this, he's doing all this crazy shit, and then like they're talking with him, was like, well, do you, how much fuel do you have? It's like, well, how the hell am I supposed to know? And I, he ended up crashing and and, and and dying there, so that's that's sad. But it's more just like the fuck the, the fact that there's like this complete radio silence. From everyone who's supposed to be, you know, and again, I understand that they, they don't want to like rush and like uh, maybe not get get the facts straight. But the fact is that they, like there's this whole fucking apparatus that basically routed around them, and you could like you know it's the equivalent, you know, because my 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 uh, my my dad's mother or my grandmother used to have the police scanner, and you'd hear you know in Syracuse, and you'd hear everybody kind of going crazy, and I, I I don't know how many people still even bothered to do that. And I think a bunch of them are online anyways. But it's like, who, how fucking cyberpunk slash 20, 21st century is that shit where it's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're listening, we're listening to a plane hijacking it in, in, in fucking real time. Yeah, I guess it's strange that they, they offer the air traffic control public. That's very weird. I'm not entirely <coughs> sure if that's them that's directly or if that's a third, like a third party service, because it's like a, it was like it was a broadcastify or something like that. But it's probably one of the most boring broadcasts that you could pick up. So, ninety nine percent of the time, you're just hearing the confirmations and stuff. Although it could possibly be a security threat to hear that, right? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> now these mechanics, from what I understand, um, in order to to operate. A, re- a repair shop the plane needs a-, a way to land right so he probably had a small uh, uh landing strip that was close to yeah well, where no, they it, fixed it, the planes it, it right so it's not like actually. it's not like he it's not like this pl- he he hijacked this plane from one of our airports which are 
we we try to consider or we try to to, to um, classify as as very secure. He didn't go in and steal a plane from an airport. He just happened to be working in um, a place with a bunch of hangars, a bunch of planes that are being repaired. They have to be able to land there. Well, actually, uh, he did. He did manage to to jack this at like an actual commercial airport. Like he just fucking wandered up. Like it was. It was. It wasn't like it wasn't like in like a separate repair facility. This was it. This was off. Like so he commuter. started at an airport. Yes, he just walked out. He, it, so was he on, was, it was on a tarmac. He so he was. Up. So he. So he wasn't a private mechanic. He was a mechanic that worked at an airport. Yes. So he was already. He already had his security clearance to yep. be on the other side, and he was there working. And he just decided he was going to try being a pilot for a day. Yep. And he was for one day. Did well. Yeah. I mean, he was. It, can you really be considered a pilot if you don't land successfully? I'm just speaking figuratively. Yeah, I don't mean to. I don't mean to maybe. insult all of the pilots in the world. I'm just speaking figuratively. <laughs> I'm I, trying to. I'm trying to fucking because and again, it's like, it's like if you get launched through the sky with a red cape, then you've just Superman for a while. I, but yeah, that but doesn't you mean you can really fly. It just means that something launched you very fast, and then you died. So I'm speaking figuratively. I'm not trying to make the give the guy credit for being a pilot. I just wonder like what the other details are. Like, is this guy? Did he have some sort of issues? Did he? No, have, he, nobody knows. Like I, yeah, he just, just got like, into a plane. Like he, he didn't. He didn't. I guess he, the thing was is that he didn't sound like discombobulated or out of it. It was just kind of you know. Again, like other other than the kind of the flippancy. It's like you know. It was. Was he a white guy? Yeah. And I don't mean to be political, and I, but I, I wonder if like he was of a different ethnicity, if the reaction would have been different from. Well, they had fighter jets chasing them and stuff. Oh, they did. So yeah, they did they, scramble they was, the air force. They, okay. Yeah, they had two F. They had two F. Fifteens tagging along with them until they oh, finally okay. fucking crashed. Well, and and he, where did he crash into the water? Uh, what was it uh, Ketron Island, which is southwest of Tacoma in the South Puget Sound? Where's that? Uh, well, actually, that's is that west. Yeah, it's off of Washington, outside of Seattle, right? It's yeah, okay. Seattle. That's what I thought. Yeah. And he started where in Chicago? Where did he start? No, he, no, he it was in Seattle. Oh, he started in Seattle. Okay, so he didn't get that far. Was there any other casualties besides his dumbass? Nope. What do they do now? Like, do they have like? So what, what kind of implementation do you have? Like, do you have regular psyche valves? Because, I mean, I guess the only assumption is the guy had some sort of imbalance or something like that that caused him to, to steal a plane. That planes that he had been working on, he could have done it at any point in his career. But th- at this one moment, he was like, nah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to steal know, a fucking plane and uh, well, tow it around. You know, and again, like, this gets, this gets into a bigger issue is that um, the whole airline industry is fucking... On the precipice of disaster, and the planes are the only. The planes are the only. Well, except what the frick is that one airliner? There's one airline to Florida where like they have repeated warnings that like your we see fucking parts of your we see parts of your jets falling off in in flight. You need to stop. Oh, that shit. is that Allegiant? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. those guys are. Whew. Talk about the um, Walmart of fucking air. Well, not even the Walmart. Like oh, the save a lot of fucking airliners. That's what that's what that is. Yeah, it's 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 the. It's the Welcome knockoff to Safeway genre. Airlines. It's the it's the it's the dollar store that failed. <laughs> it's like there's three dollar stores and like you you didn't have you, you, yeah it's like you picked you came in late or like you're so bad as a dollar store that you can't make you can't sell things for a dollar. But um, 
I mean, like you remember the dude. Remember the dude who dropped the plane in the Hudson after they had the bird strike. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're talking about the the guy who he was having. There was some problems with the plane. I think it was running out of fuel. Well, actually, it had and, bird, well the the engine it had engine strike. It had engine strike. Was yeah, that Sully? It, yeah, I'm thinking. Well, yeah, because Tom Hanks was in that movie. About yeah. Him, or the the recreation of that event, but you know, like one of the things that he talked about is that um, the airlines have been, you know, like is is, is much as sometimes we complain about our jobs the airlines are brutal and like they've been chasing everybody out who makes any money and the problem is is that it's also directly quirk you know so there's there's high stress you know you, do, you can make the joke about like how ro- you know like robots are doing most of that stuff now but it's a high stress they have weird hours they're like fucking truckers so they're doing like 60 you know like you know they, they try and bullshit their way around it but they're doing trucker hours mm-hmm. although truckers can't do trucker hours anymore um well, but 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 you know, but but even that, you know, like they'll so they'll, they'll do weird shit. Like you'll you you won't have consistent sleep cycles because they deliberately try and skirt around those restrictions. So it's like, are oh, you talking about the truckers? I'm talking about truckers and pilots. Oh, yeah, you're but, right. The truckers the truckers do end up pushing the limits because of the. It actually makes their job harder from from the interviews I've heard. Um, but yeah, keep going. Well, and and but the other thing is is that it's also uh, the education the cost of it has just like fucking skyrocketed and like as much as people bitch about how they're doomed for student loans like i only know i only know one person our age who actually made the jump to pilot and like there's a very real prospect that they're never gonna get like an actual big seat like he's flying for a regional one right now but um not anybody in our crew but um but it's it's this thing where it's like uh, they have they've had multiple fatality incidents where people just fuck up because they don't have you know like again it's the it's the I want to buy you know like we're only gonna pay for the Best Buy Geek Squad tech instead of going for the instead of going for the guy you know like the the the, the actual I got four years of seat time and I actually did something with it and hey I I, I am Geek Squad. So uh, I take offense to that. Well, you, that, that's fine. I, I'm a, I'm a I'm an underpaid programmer and an overpaid customer care tech, so it works out. I'm just kidding. I don't work for Geek Squad, although I've heard some horror stories. It's really interesting <clears throat> because someone's making money somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's a massive industry, and there's and and it's a great industry because there is a lot of competition. Like it's great for the consumer, but someone's making someone money somewhere and it's it's strange because it's not something that most people do every day like if honda all of a sudden or kia or a ford or hyundai or whatever take any car company american or domestic or foreign if they started coming out with a car that had like horrible fail rates you would see people stop buying them like you people would just stop buying them oh you, you mean you mean <clears throat> chrysler yeah, I, I guess. I used to say Fiat Chrysler. Yeah, but the the Chrysler's in terrible because of fatalities. It's not, you know what I mean. The difference with <coughs> excuse you, me, you, an you, airline. You, you speak as a person who. When was the last time you owned a Chrysler, or was it experienced the Chrysler? You know, I, I mean, own a Chrysler. You own a, well, actually, you 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 own a Volkswagen. It's German engineering. I don't drive a Volkswagen German, anymore. German engineering. I drive a Honda, and I drive. A Dodge Grand, Dodge Grand Caravan, which is a, which is a Volkswagen. It's a Rutan. Right. 
German engineering. No, no, no. You got it backwards. The Rutan is a Chrysler. You got it backwards. Your brain cells are firing backwards today. No, the, 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 yes, that. the Rutan is a Chrysler. The, 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 the Caravan is the van, and Volkswagen licenses it from Chrysler. The Caravan. I am the, driving. The Caravan was Chrysler. designed by Germans. Who bought who bought Chrysler in a merger of equals and then stole all the change that wasn't everything that wasn't nailed down. The caravan existed before that merger. The caravan was the best selling minivan in, in in the at least the United States, probably well, like the say, world. It's like saying before, a C a C6 before the Daimler Chrysler the merger. The caravan existed before Daimler Chrysler. Now you're right, they they probably borrowed parts from Mercedes Benz when they built the current version of it. And I I mean that's why you merge, right? So you can get the best of both worlds. But it's a fucking dodge. I'm I'm a Dodge owner, and it's it's. I'm not saying it's great. I'm just telling you that I'm an owner. But my point is, like, people are still buying these Allegiant tickets for several reasons. One, because, because they, it's because not they apparent. don't they don't care about their lives. Well, what tickets are you talking? Allegiant about? Allegiant is this airline that got oh. like these terrible. Um, who does the uh, the reviews and comes out with the annual reports? The FDA or the FAA? Yeah, the FAA came out with these um, mm-hmm. reports about, and it kind of essentially rates all the airlines every year. You know how many incidents they have. Um, essentially, just tells you how much does this company actually care and what kind of shape it, are their planes in. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Legion was terrible, but people are still flying it, and I think that's for several reasons. The most obvious one is because it's the cheapest, right? Um. But I think the other ones are when you go on to these like websites, like no one goes to like the Delta website to very few people do to book flights or whatever. I go to JetBlue because that's yeah, JetBlue is great. That's well, who I prefer, and they're, they're pretty good. Each, and I uh, Southwest, Southwest is pretty is good. good too. Yeah, we said that at the same time. What's that? We said that at the exact <laughs> same time. Yeah, Southwest is good. Southwest is interesting because they're one of the cheapest, but they're really good quality. They just found ways to kind of short circuit the costs. They like kind of get you with like bags and things like that. Like they, I kind of would consider like Southwest um, to be a little lean and mean, like Aldi is. So mm-hmm. like you want a bag, you got to pay for it. Right. You want a cart, you know what I mean? You want a cart? Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a quarter, but we're mm-hmm. gonna make sure you're not gonna go, you yeah. know, bag lady it and go steal. The only thing t- I don't like about Southwest is the dog eat dog getting in line. I don't like that. Um, so you know, the first to line up or the first to to be seated with Southwest. Mm-hmm. That part I don't really like, and the reason is is because I've really only flown, I've flown predominantly with family, and for me to stand in line for 30 minutes with a couple of, uh, you know, kids, it's terrible in the parents, so I don't, I don't like that, and they're supposed to have some policy where they allow, um, I know maybe it's JetBlue that allows the if you got a really young one, JetBlue will allow you to just go and budge the line and get on the plane. Yeah, it's JetBlue. Families, yeah. uh, people with disabilities, and then people with small children. Yeah, but Southwest, it was like dog eat dog. So we're trying to like pull, you know, our stroller and our two kids. We Southwest. That's the one part about flying Southwest I didn't like. But the price was good. The service was good. What, what I was really impressed with both of those airlines is the the flight attendants seemed happy. And that, to me, is it kind of reflects on the company that they work for. I I know from personal experience, most Southwest employees, because I know one that works actually in the corporate on the corporate side of things, they're they're actually a pretty good uh, as far as 
corporation to work for compared to other corporations. Um, I can't speak to, I know some people that work for JetBlue as well. Uh, I know like Southwest is big on like your family is very important to them. That's not like lip service either. They will, they want your life to be happy so that you can be a productive employee. Essentially they take that kind of mantra, which is, which is nice and refreshing because most companies don't do that. But you know, JetBlue's got Wi-Fi. Dude, JetBlue. And that's, that's so awesome. Wi-Fi, the televisions in the back of the screens to make the flights go by so much faster. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, free TV, more space, free TV. And if you don't want to use their TV, you can use your phone or your tablet because they got Wi-Fi. I just popped my laptop open, joined their wireless network, which, by the way, is very difficult on an Apple device. But if you um, I think you go to flyfi.com dot com or something and, and you can join. But um, yeah, their Wi-Fi service is great. I mean, I was streaming Netflix. Now, I was concerned that. If everybody on the plane was streaming Netflix, the plane would have exceeded its bandwidth capacity. So what I did is uh, on the tablets and on the phones, certain Netflix content, you can save it to the device. Mm-hmm. So what, I, what I'd do is I'd be watching something on the, uh, the, back, of the, uh, the back of the seat. And while, that, while I was watching that, <clears throat> my tablet was just saving the episode. So that way I could watch it you know, half an hour, an hour later and let it take its time downloading. So that's pretty cool, too. To circle back to like what I was saying with like these websites, so most people go to like Priceline or uh, Kayak or something like that, and they get these different connecting flights with these different airlines and things like that, and Allegiance included in there. And I don't believe anyway that there's a filter that where you can filter out the airlines. <laughs> so I think that's probably not a massive percentage, but certainly a percentage and whatnot. But it's just like one of those things where it's really silly, in my opinion. Go with the airline that's got the best rating. Like you might spend even a even a few hundred dollars extra on the tickets, but like, and it's just a, probably a small percentage. But like, it's clear it's survival. You're in a big fucking metal box. It won't glide. It will just fall from the sky. Like it might glide a little bit, but it's not going to glide enough to save your ass. Unless unless you just happen to have the one pilot that landed the plane in Hudson. Yeah, well, Sully. Well, you know, and again. It, and maybe this goes back to is uh, there was a lot of controversy over that. Uh, what was it? Adrian? Air? What was the airline name? Allegiant. Allegiant. I think that's the airline name. I'm well, not 100 um, sure. No, it, it 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 is. I was just looking at. I was reading things while we were talking. But um, because the the other thing was is that there everyone has problems. Like I don't know if you remember the what was the. I think it was uh north northwest they had the engine fucking explode on the plane fucking take a side like take the side out of it just like this year is that where the cage and sucked the lady out it partially yes it, that the, was, the lady that was, was southwest southwest so she yeah. was partially ejected well no but the thing was is that there was a service bulletin out for these planes saying that the engines needed ex- like extra inspection and the airlines were fighting them tooth and nail you know, like all the airlines were fighting them tooth and nail on getting the downtime because you know, it's like there's this all there's this whole fucking math. Like the plane has to be in the air on average so many hours of the year to 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 make it. You know, to make a go of it. And you know, like this is not the first time that something like this has happened. Like there was a there the I'm trying to think the the Boeing Trijet there or something. I'm trying to remember what the heck the name of it was or not the Trijet, but it had the engines on the back. I think it's like seven two seven. But the there was a design defect. Where if you hit the rudder too hard during a during a maneuver, you basically fucking pulled the you sheared 
a hydraulic linkage off of it and the fucking plane you lost all control of the plane and they were flying they were the screw jack actuators that was it and they knew that there was a thing wrong with the plane and the the the, 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 the mitigating control was while we're waiting for parts just don't fly hard and it's like uh <laughs> You know, which would be great, except if you're trying to do a fucking crosswind landing or something like that, and you're doing like, like I, I you ever see those things where the plane comes in at like a fucking seventy five angle. degree angle to yeah. the to the runway, and it's yeah. just like countering yeah, really the entire bad. time. But it's got to be very difficult for the for the airports though, because <clears throat> this is a this is an industry. It's it's like you know, it's like doing bus rides, you know, between New York City and Albany. This is an industry where you have people that are lined up. They're relying on this, and without this, they get displaced. Now, where they get displaced to is a huge problem. So you're talking about saving a hundred bucks, saving two hundred bucks. Well, whether they're saving a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or not, the airlines that choose to take the planes out, if they don't have backups, and the backups, if the backups that they have, uh, you know, don't suffer from these same problems. Um, then, then what's happening is these people are spending a hundred, two hundred dollars in a hotel room. Now, the, the the planes usually will comp your room if it's a hardware failure on the plane, right? But I mean, it's mayhem in these airports when there's just weather. Like you have all these people, and it's not so much like sure they're going to comp your room. That's going to cost them money, but you you have to think about how. First of all, customer satisfaction. Is somebody going to go back to Southwest after, uh, you know, after they've had two delays? One delay, maybe, maybe they can handle it, but now they've had two delays. And how do they deal with the piling up of other people? It, people have to make it to their destination, whether they're going home, whether they're going to a business trip, whether they're, they're going uh, to a honeymoon or, or visiting people. Time is so important. How, how do you survive in that industry without being able to just click your fingers and have a second plane show up? I mean, this is a tough problem, and they want each plane to be packed so that they get their money back. Yep. Yeah, no, and I understand that completely, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it's the problem is maybe it's just getting too big. Like, well, you're publicly traded, a publicly traded company. You're not privately owned anymore, so you have to produce to shareholders. So that means you have to start adjusting budgets because if you're not producing for shareholders, they stop investing in your product, and they start pulling from your, your stocks and things like that. And so they have to make these shitty adjustments where they're spread too thin and they're not doing everything that they could be to protect a consumer. It's just a weird thing to me because you're po- you're hoisting people thousands and thousands of feet into the fucking air, and it it's completely it's a death trap, is what it is. Like it's a death trap if all of the checks and balances fail. I mean, right. one thing to remember is there's a backup for almost everything on there. Like Gunner mentioned, a hydraulic line failing. There's a second hydraulic line. Everything on the plane, there's a backup in case it goes. And the backup is usually located on the opposite side of the plane. So that if there is a puncture, if there is something unexpected, the plane can still fly. Well, and, and but this also gets into the, the I'm trying to remember what the, the heck they call it. Because there, there was, there's actually a specific rating that they used to be. And it's why, so... Um, you know, maybe that's maybe that's before the age of everybody who's listening, because there used to be um, the the trijets. So to do an oceanic flight, you had to have more than you had to ha- you, 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 you if you had to be so many minutes from a diverting air, air, airfield 
if you had said number you had this number of engines and uh it used to be for uh it used to be for two engine planes it had to be like 30 minutes Mm -hmm. so if they had an emergency like they lost an engine they had to be able to they had to be able to put it on the ground Mm -hmm. 30 minutes from then and you talk about redundancies, but uh, one of the jokes that uh, the the Boeing designers used to have is that like the way that you make a more, plane more reliable is getting rid of getting rid of extra parts, and that's kind of you know like you say you talk about redundant backup systems and stuff like that, and it's like no, actually they're the the, the current design paradigm is that they just overbuilt they overbuild one part so even if it fails it doesn't fail completely so it's not like I have multiple people you know I have multiple people to pick up the slack. I just say that I have something that, um, in normal circumstances, you know, would be at twenty percent duty load, no matter what, you know, no matter how hard you were trying, and if something fucking goes wrong, it's like, yeah, but twenty percent duty is no good if a gas line suffered. Twenty percent duty is no good if a hydraulic line is suffered. You need a backup, right? Because because there's going to be failure. You have pressurized lines going through the plane. And those lines need to maintain their pressure or else there's serious failure yeah. and the plane crashes. Now, most of these planes can fly off one engine, right? Um, now, uh, previously, so because like the, 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 the last gen, the turbofans that they're running on them now, there's, they have enough, they have a high enough thrust ratio that they can keep it, they can keep it in the air as long as you don't have extra aerodynamic drag. And my limited knowledge of physics makes me think that the wing would just rip off. Or like you would just be like hanging from like like this, like you'd be hanging down. Well, you know, I mean, like one wing you, down. you want to get you want to get pointing into, in one direction. You want to get into semantics, um, like most airliners, the way that they're set up, effectively, it, it, effectively, it's like a fucking chariot, and the plane is being pulled. The plane is being pulled along from a dynamic and control perspective by these two fucking giant flaming. But you know, vegetable minsters that are strapped underneath it. You know, it's not. It's not like it's being pushed through the sky. It's more like these things are fucking pulling, pulling it. And you have like with with fa- like a full authority and en- digital engine control and all that stuff. It's yeah, they're like fucking horses that you're. You have two. You have two very explodey, scary planes that are carrying along the one that actually like does the the, the passenger transport and keeps gives you a place to poop and all that other stuff. Well, the, the real the real technological advance to the the jet engine, right? It's that it's it's not using a propeller because with a propeller you you have to rely on dense air to cut through, right? Yeah. It's like it's like if you're a boat and you're on water, then the propeller on the boat needs water or else it can't move. So with a propeller plane, you need something to cut through in order to pull it well, forward. But with those jet engines, from what I understand. They're specifically tuned for the very, very, very thin air, way, way up above the clouds. And it's that thin air. They're actually inefficient down on the ground because the air is too dense. But then once they're up above the clouds, they're able to get that really, really thin air and they're able to cut through it. Well, even that, like the, you know, they talk about the golden age of jet travel was when everybody used to get like, you know, like, yeah, the golden age of air travel, which was everybody used to get dressed up and stuff like that. And it was a big deal if you were flying. And you had the golden age of jet travel, which was like all that Mad Men shit. But really, I mean, like, despite the fact that they're fucking crammed hellhole Greyhound buses at this point for the most part, unless you're flying first class, and even then they try and think, it's, you talk about that technology, you know, like you have the jet age, and then really what made the jet age, like, fucking practical is a mass transportation device. 
is exactly like you know it's the same thing with cars it's like when they when they brought fadec in Oh. Uh, full authority digital engine control so effectively when i make that like i'm there's some hyperbole there but with a fadec controller effectively the jet the 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 turbines themselves really from a functional perspective are two entirely separate you know two or three or four entirely separate aircraft that are attached to this thing because the pilot doesn't have direct authority over what the engine's doing. The engine's basically the engine basically flying itself. Okay. You're giving it commands to say, "I want you to I want you to change state. Mm-hmm. Figure out the best way to do that yourself." So it's you know it's like an it, again it's like an ECU mm-hmm. on a car. But because right. the thing is is that the the, the engines themselves are, have such are, are at a point where it's kind of like helicopters, where that like a helicopter would shake itself apart. Like yeah, so you're did. saying it's kind of like I'm going to take it into simple terms. You have a um, you have a fuel injected vehicle, which is what most cars are now on the road. The only ones that aren't um, like the old carbureted cars are like the hot rods that you see driving around with the big old metal bodies on them and yep. the the nice paint jobs usually. So with a fuel injected car, it's the similar it's a similar um, concept. Although some of the fuel injected cars are still pretty simple, but with those, what you're doing is you're saying, hey, engine, you need more air. And that's all you tell the engine, right? Well, I, I, so I by to, default, I, I the engine's getting faster. a tiny bit of air. And when you step on the gas, they call it the gas, but it's not the gas and fuel injected. It's actually a cable attached to the air intake. And when the air intake opens, there, there, is, uh, there is a sensor which senses that more air is coming in uh, called an airflow sensor. And the airflow sensor tells the fuel injectors to give more gas, right? So it's a similar concept where you're not, you're, and the gas pedal actually is not a gas pedal, even in fuel injected. And fuel injection has been around since what, the 70s and 80s? And it became, it became a standard pretty much in the 90s? Yeah. So uh, is that kind of what you're describing or is it, or is it a completely different uh, concept? It's, 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 it's part of that. And I guess, so you have that. Um, the 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 main issue um, so like on, on on a car you have basically on a, on a car or whatever you have just an, just an engine in general like a piston engine you have two things you have what they call an interference engine and a non-interference engine and a non-interference engine is like if the valves are open when the piston comes you know like say you have a piston that's coming up and down inside a cylinder and if the valves are all the way down when the piston comes up to at the top of how far it can travel, it won't hit. The, it won't hit the valve. And on an interference engine, if the piston is at top dead center and the valve's all the way down, they'll meet each other and things will go very badly very quickly. And yeah, but that's just that's that's just the design of the of the of how close the components well, yes, are. Yes, well, right? and, I mean, and and where I guess where this where the difference is is that like with a fuel injection system like with a, with a, with an engine like a, with a fuel injected or whatever you know like that that you're 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 controlling the the flow of fuel and air and like sometimes you have stuff like where you get timing and stuff like that too but but the gist of it is is that you always have a mechanical control to keep the keep these valve you know you have a, ch- a chain or a belt or something like that and it keeps the ti- it keeps the timing so the valves can never touch the piston yeah it's just it's usually just a camshaft well, well you have a camshaft you have a mechanical actuator you have something that's actually you have something that's 
poking something at the right time and letting go of something at the right time. To, but it, there's a mechanical piece. Yeah. So with Fadec, there are no mechanical linkages between things. It's all software. So you, you basically you have you have tur- you have turbines running at different speeds that have no mechanical limit on how fast they can you know like no mechanical restraint other than they destroy themselves if they're running too fast. Mm-hmm. And what you're doing is that the, the 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 engine itself is basically regulating its internal speed by just bleeding you know like controlling how air bleeds through it, how much fuel you're pumping in, stuff like that. And it also does it dynamically, so it's like okay, I'm I'm you know like I have I'm at this pressure, I need to do, I, I'm I see a spike because the plane had to make a violent maneuver, so like we changed the angle of entry, the turbine inlet, stuff like that. It's it's pretty cool stuff. It's 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 like actually it's like super secret tech, and um you know like uh, the 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 Chinese government has made a bunch of moves with Pratt and Whitney to try like like cross collaboration projects. Because it's like one of those things. It's it's like our special sauce, you know. Like the 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 Russian aviation industry was very big on doing um, crazy metals, so that like their their fucking jet engines don't care about the fact that they don't run as like tight as ours. But we, you know, we tell people we, we tell people what to do. It's what we're good at, and uh, even even in our engineering, that like the the the, the fate our our fate at control systems are basically what made the modern airline or the modern aviation industry possible no but the, they're they're multi-stage too right because when i see yes, these engines yes. they, they look small relatively small when they're when they're on a huge jet but um i had i've had the liberty twice of going to the um uh the smithsonian the smithsonian Aer- aeronautics museum in washington dc mm-hmm. and they have the the engines that are broken apart and you can see the insides of yep. them moving around and like i could be wrong but what what my brain is remembering is like one part of the motor would be moving one direction while another part would be moving a, the opposite direction like yes. there was some multi-stage thing happening and these things were really long i mean like like longer than like a body i mean they were really these these things are really long but that's about as much as I know. But they do have a lot of them on display there. They look just like a, like a huge meat grinder when you look at them because they yep. have all the fins inside. Well, it's a, yeah, and again, like there's the, the, this is way probably more fun stuff. You ever get a chance to read the Wikipedia article? Good. There, there's a really good one about this. The whole the, the whole gas turbine, but yeah, because like there's there's what there's like two primary types there's what they call an axial compressor which is the super long one that you're talking about mm-hmm. so it's got multiple stages and then they have what they call a centrifugal compressor it looks like a turbo like it looks like a turbocharger or something like okay. that so it's it's a it's got like a giant you know it's got a giant impeller wheel on the front of it um axial compressors basically let you run higher pressures because there's more you know basically it's it's they're multiple stages you're just mm-hmm. you're um, you know, and like, and it's the idea there that you just you need to compress the shit out of the air to get it to combust. Is well, that really like you can't get a good burn with the thin ass air, and in or is it something way more complex? Well, it's not even it's not even so much that. Um, it's that you you're so there's different classes of jet engines. So there's what they call a turbojet, which is probably the super long one that you're talking about. Uh, they also have what they call a turbofan, which is this giant. So it's like you got you got a turb, you got a small jet engine in the back, and then you have a giant di- series of disc in the front of it. 
and it's kind of like a propeller and it's kind of like a turbine because what it, what you're doing is that you you use the the gas turbine section itself to drive this 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 fan and the fan moves a lot of air slower than the turbine you know basically it's an efficiency thing because you you have to burn fuel to heat the air up mm -hmm. and there's only so much air that you can there's only so much air that you can heat up doing that action you know like and again like there, there's certain limits because you can only burn it so hot because you'll exceed the temperature of the, the you know like you weaken the metal yeah so um what they'll do like on airliners and stuff like that is they have what they call high bypass turbofans so there's these giant they have these giant discs in front of them so you have a lot of cool you're moving a lot of cooler air slower but because of the volume of air that you're moving it's more you, you still you still get a lot of thrust relative to the the, to the to the engine itself but the issue with that is that there's a maximum there's a maximum speed that you can travel and that there's also issues with uh the turbine blades are still moving close to the speed of sound so like once you get once you get above a certain you know like once you this gets back to that fadec thing is like the, there there's when the air starts compressing to a certain point after it, it, it hits the surface at a certain speed mm -hmm. it the drag basically starts raising up exponentially you sure. know it's like, it's like why cars only it's why cars on the ground only go so fast and once you get above 77 miles an hour like the amount of horsepower that you need to like drive them through just like starts fucking mm -hmm. spiking um you know like fighter jets and stuff like have have um low bypass turbo fans so they look more like the big needly things that you're talking you know, like the the big the big tube things that you're talking about mm -hmm. they you know you get the advantage of it costs less it uses less fuel to run it mm-hmm but they need that they need a you know they can't have the big disc like an airliner because it's a bunch of drag because you just have this giant fucking spinny thing hitting it, hitting this hitting the air after you get above 600 something miles an hour and the big one like uh, the big ones like on your like 787s and stuff like that the planes that are fucking like two engines going across the ocean and stuff like that um they're uh they're what they call jet fans now so you have it's a it's a it's a turbo fan but then it has another stage in front of that and basically it's you have the, you have this you have this basically um it's a i say basically a lot it's a propeller or it's effectively a propeller because it's just this giant disc that can change its pitch mm -hmm. so that your the blade speed is the blade speed is actually relatively low to how fast you're traveling mm -hmm. so um, you know, it, it, it just, it puts out a lot of thrust, but it's like, it can only do like 500 something miles an hour, but you know, it's like, uh, I'm still fucking getting the, you know, so I got to Europe and I got to Europe in an hour and a half, you know, like two hours and a half versus two hours, too fucking, too fucking bad. You know, like I paid, I paid a hundred dollars for the ticket. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that that's the price, you know, but it's, it's a matter of economics. Cause like they, they, they of course. Yeah, well, it's like driving a smart car across the United States versus yes, driving yeah, oh, a suburban, it'd be very, right? It'd be very frugal. It'd be it'd be a fucking yeah. Or you could drive a moped, right? There's there's you're going to have comfort. You're going to have um, you're going to have uh, you're going to have you know the cost. Um, now, because this is friendship snake, and I like to throw shit in uh, chemtrails. Chemtrails. <laughs> I, lo I love I, I love that I love that shit. Like, do you, do you, well, no, because it's like I don't know if you've ever read the the. Any of those fucking threads? 
Like I'm like I've people, never read one chemtrail. Oh man, thread. you've missed. Alex you've Jones missed. is he is he the originator of chemtrail like craze? No, he's the originator of craze. Um, no, he's <laughs> he like that whole thing like any fucking any fucking. There are certain discussions that you see that it's obvious that the people who are talking about them are not actually interested in like any actual real fucking coming to a conclusion about the material universe because mm-hmm. they talk about the chemtrail thing and it's like oh we see all these fucking metals in there it's the and it's like you know that's what comes out of the fucking back of a plane when it burns jet fuel right it's not like it's like all the metal that you see are parts in a fucking jet engine that are boiling it's like it's like so, fucking doing the the oil analysis but so so i i work with a i work with a woman she's very intelligent <clears throat> Very nice as well, um, but <laughs> there's a but. Uh, she is uh, completely on board with the chemtrail conspiracy, and I mean, it, this woman has a biology degree, all right. So she's not afraid of the sciences, and uh, her job is a computer programmer. So she lives in logic, but she's also one of those ones that goes to the the health nut sites where um you know high fructose corn syrup is going to murder all of civilization i I saw that i saw that logan movie i know how that goes (laughs) and she completely is on board with the chemtrails like she believes that they really are putting something in the atmosphere for us to breathe now the isn't the biggest problem with the chemtrails the fact that (laughs) and what's the real name for them no, no chemtrails. Con, contrails, right? No chemtrails. No, no chemtrails is what is what we're calling them. Is no, that, that's, no, that's so there, the there are there are contrails. Contrails is the contrails are the the hydro uh, the burnt hydrocarbon and water vapor that comes out of the back right. of, a, of a turbine. And like, and like scientists levels. are looking at it. Of course, it's hard to study because you have to be in the sky to study it. But it's it's a very they don't happen on every flight i guess is my point they only show up on some flights and it's because it's a very gunner you you probably already know about this but it's a very specific like atmospheric um it's like moisture and pressure and it has, speed it has to actually be able to condense out to a cloud like you know the, the, you, you it's high high altitude clouds are not a common occurrence the, the point that you're missing though is not if what they're ejecting out of the engine is uh, harmful. The point of the chemtrail conspiracy is that it's they have intentionally engineered <laughs> this and put this extra stuff in that they didn't need to have adverse effects on our environment and well, people. Well, you know, but but it's it, it, so it, but but the, yeah, but 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 the caveat with this is is Today, that there are four or five. Com- or semi-contradictory, but concurrently held arguments that will be made about this, which is that we are spraying. There are spraying chemicals. No, it's actually stuff in the jet fuel. No, we didn't actually bother to check the jet fuel or how it works. No, it's not jet. You know, no, again, it's not jet fuel. We we don't care about the jet fuel, but we're going to use what comes out as the jet fuel as is proof. That they're they're spraying toxic chemicals all over, and I mean, like again, I mean, like there's a very, you know, again, with the jet age is a relatively new thing. Maybe it's the fucking same thing like leaded gasoline. I'm not, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. So you're saying dismiss that. Chemtrails could be right. 
No, well, this is not. See, the, like I said, the well, point that but, you're missing is what makes this so insane is that people are making a conspiracy theory. If it comes out that like, oh, yeah, actually, you know what? This jet engines, there are chemicals in there that are really bad for it. That doesn't prove the theory the is <laughs> correct because yeah, the right, theorists are saying, no, the government mm-hmm. or some Illuminati or whatever, some entity is putting shit in here on purpose to harm people and affect the environment the way that it's, they it's what, want it's it. What causes, yeah. It's what causes Morgellons disease. Well, this is this is the classic conspiracy theory problem, right, Wade? It's that yeah. if, if, this, if this conspiracy were to be true, the amount of people that were in on it that have not spoken is statistically impossible. There's right. no way that every airplane mechanic that's worked on a jet engine and he saw the little thing that says spray chemtrails in, right? He saw this, the chemtrails nozzle. He's like, well, that's clearly the chemtrails nozzle. We fill these things with chemicals every day before they fly. Or the guy who's fueling it up, he would need a separate Whoa. chemtrail nozzle or all of the jet fuel would have to have the chemical in the fuel Right, and then it's a, a byproduct when it's burning. So, so there would have to be somebody with the fuel industry that comes out and says, "You know what? I'm finally saying it. You know, they're putting pepper spray inside the fuel, or they're putting, well, so, you know, you know." But, some- but even that, like, part part of the problem, part of the problem with this is that we live in an age where we have the death of the death of social mythology. Where like basically all basically whatever whatever paradigm that you kind of ascribe to has been undergoing a slow murder like you, you know we have we do have previous precedents to that statement that you made because when uh, the, I, I wish I could remember the dude's name he has the, he has like the, the the triple threat of like making basically possibly doing the most damage to the human race through science. Just say it. Uh, he's the guy who he's the guy who uh, invented chlorofluorocarbons. Mm-hmm. So he ozone, mm-hmm. tetraethyl lead, and I'm trying to remember what uh, what uh, his other fucking accomplishment was. But the thing was is that they knew tetraethyl lead was had long term debilitating issues with it, like even even immediate stuff. Like mm-hmm. there was a whole thing where like he did a demo. To prove that there was no pot, there was no negative side effects from tetraethyl lead, he drank a fucking glass of it, and then he had to spend a fucking year in fuck in, in like mm-hmm. a sanitarium doing get, getting chelate, you know, like not before they became like a, a mental hospital. But yeah, he had he had like an, an, an immunocontrolled environment, and he was doing chelation to get the fucking lead out of his body. But but just because just because it's bad for us doesn't mean that. There's a, like Wade's saying, it doesn't mean that there's some guy, you know, um, laughing like the bad guy from a movie, dumping a bottle of chemicals in. It's just part of, it's part of the engineering process. And it's the byproduct you're saying, of it. Yeah. You're saying big business is intentionally overlooking because it would cost them money to change, right? Is that pretty much what you're saying? You're saying that, that there's a good chance that the technology is leaving stuff in the air that we know is bad, but we're not going to expose it because it would interrupt well, a business. Well, and business but, but, is more but, important and, than and, health. And I, you know, but, but the flip side of that is that I don't actually ever see that. Like that, that's for the realm of speculative, pointless conversation. Mm-hmm. That actually is a much more appropriate tract 
and I don't see that one fucking come up ever in the chemtrail thing because really it's it's the same it's it's kind of the parable of like how people talk about like how they're getting ready for the fucking zombie the zombie uprising and right. really it's a parable for like this is how I'm gonna fucking fight the man off when shit goes down and like everybody's having their fucking Kenshiro fist in the North Star fantasies about how they're gonna fucking be king of the wasteland and the the apocalypse and isn't meanwhile it the, isn't it the stopped clock problem though right yeah a stopped clock is correct twice a day. It doesn't mean you should rely on that clock. There's going to be people that are going to call these chemtrails, and and there's going to be some truth around the claims, but it doesn't mean that the original claim was actually correct. It means that but they were conveniently and coincidentally correct. Don't you know that they're putting stuff in the water that's making the frogs gay? The frogs gay! The that's frogs are turning gay! <laughs> so uh, that's an Alex Jones quote, which actually, let's dive a little deeper here, um, because conspiracy theories... The one thing that needs to be, and pretty much all of them, there needs to be some sort of truth to them. Not mm-hmm. like truth, like a lot of truth. I mean like 1% truth. Like based on some sort of an incident that happened and then a complete crazy fabricated story could follow up. But that being said, uh, earlier this week, August 2nd and 3rd, so maybe it was, yeah, it was earlier this week, um, Apple pulled five of six uh, shows that... Alex Jones slash his company, his business is called Infowars or whatever. If you call it a business, Infowars. I mean, it's, it makes money, so it's a business. Um, he, he, he makes he makes money by selling questionable sup- supplements. So in the past, like Alex Jones is the guy that uh, quote unquote exposed, but then redacted redacted afterwards when potential when a lawsuit was headed his way. The PizzaGate story. So the PizzaGate was like there was this crazy like pedophile satanic cult that was like meeting at this pizza shop in Washington DC and it got so bad and so many fucking lemmings believed it that somebody went out there with a gun and like shot the place up luckily there were no fatalities or injuries holy shit right but some fucking nut job believed that this shit was true and he went there and shot the place up now when that happened um, and they finally proved and exposed all the real evidence or whatever and shown that this is a completely fabricated thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alex Jones just made up a fictitious cult? No. Well, actually, <sighs> actually, if you want to get in, if you want to get in the brass tacks, that actually that actually had its uh, that actually had its origins in an agit propaganda piece or agita- agitating propaganda piece. That uh, the Russian intelligence services were fucking doing at the time, because this these were like these were you, you know you look at you look at you, look, you so he picked up a story that was planted yes but he ran with it enough and pushed it enough for somebody to have taken violent action upon it and he yes. pushed it enough and it started getting more and more ground and got bigger and bigger and bigger and he started pushing it it's, so it's, much essentially that he ignored facts yeah. and well, like it's, it's the slender it's that slender man shit where people fucking started he's fucking real man mm-hmm. he's fucking right. real well, and a fucking little girl well, is first dead of all gunner of he, slender man is real well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not doubting but it, it, a, it's, a girl's dead because of slender man Yes. Yeah. What the fuck happened? No, there was did Slenderman kill her? Two, yes. No, two two, uh, two girls basically murdered another. Girl two teenage girls they, they, became they obsessed with, with that Slenderman that Slender meme mm-hmm. or whatever or ideology or whatever and believe and started to believe. Now I think one of them is actually mentally ill. Well, I'm not 100. percent They're both probably. I don't know if they're both. They're they're teenagers too though. Mm-hmm. Like they're two. These three teenage girls. I'll give you a quick rundown of this and then we'll get back to Alex Jones. But from what I understand, what I've seen, what I've consumed as far as media accounts um 
these two girls became obsessed with like Slender Man, and they wanted to be his minions or whatever the whenever the the story goes with that whole thing. Um, and like the one girl convinced the other one, like that we have to like give this Slender Man a sacrifice. We have to kill this this girl. We have to like murder this girl. Hmm. They're friends, so they they brought her out to the woods and they just stabbed the shit out of her like fourteen or seventeen times or something like that. And then like w- the my problem with all of this is. When it came down to the trial and shit like that, which they're, they're both in the slammer, which is good because they're old enough to know better. They tried to blame like the internet, like they mm-hmm. were like, "Oh, but the Slender Man, like they were so impressionable and they mm-hmm. and they got into this stuff and it and it was just like, no, the judge was like, no, like they took it too far. Thank, thank, thank you that for that judge for being you know yeah. reasonable. Like I understand that like teenagers are very impressionable, no doubt, and they could be preyed upon, but it's like not wasn't a specific predator. It was some fucking online forums and like fanfic essentially yeah horror fan horror fic that that got well, them to do this shit well, it's it's like fucking slash b like it, it, i'm trying to remember what because there there's a specific for it's the creepy it's like creepypasta creepypasta yeah exactly actually slender man what's is, creepypasta creepypastas are scary like online stories essentially mm-hmm. um with For some like pieces. they'll take sometimes clippings from a newspaper to incorporate it in the store to make it more authentic or whatever uh-huh but like it's just online horror horror stories it's honestly like slender man if you looked up creepypasta you'd probably see a picture of slender man he's mm-hmm. like one of the originals but so it's it's like it's like a bunch of blair witch style scare tactics online uh kind like, of yeah like uh, yeah, stories pretty, with facts and yeah that's actually probably stuff. yeah blair witch is probably the precursor to creepypastas yeah like that, it, uh, that it's creepypastas uh, like creepypasta like, like you eat pasta oh interesting i don't know why it's called that but that being said and crunchy roll creepypasta wow crunchy roll is way different way better <laughs> crunchy roll is best roll is it does it taste better Yes. So Alex Jones. Yeah, Alex so, Jones. Well, and, and Alex we, Jones is all up in that stuff too, because like Alex Jones' big thing was that he fucking busted into Bohemian Grove during the fucking cremation of care. One of the problems I have with talking about these these guys is I feel like we're drawing attention to somebody who should have have had no attention to begin with. But that said, um, so the real controversy right now, right, is that he's been spewing essentially unresearched propaganda conspiracies and rubbish on his uh on his youtube on his podcast yeah and so he he was exposed by john oliver that's how i know about alex jones and john oliver showed how he really was just running a uh like a snake oil ring uh where he was selling really really garbage products that's what you started mentioning right gunner um but the thing is, is his content's always been kind of edgy. What happened recently to get him blacklisted? Nothing happened recently, uh, from what I understand. Well, there there is one thing. Okay. Which is that um, he he has been, you know, part of part of it is like this weird passive aggressive response to Trump because Alex Alex is kind of. Well, Trump April, was his April, boy. April, yeah, Trump until was his Syria. Boy. Well, but even then, afterwards, yeah. Trump's his boy. But even that is that uh, Alex, unfortunately, unfortunately, how do you say it? Alex is kind of up to his ball, up to his balls, both I and otherwise in uh, white supremacy stuff. So, mm-hmm. well, that's not, I, w- not, I, mean, I would not, definitely he's not, agree. He's not, he's not a white, you know, whether whether you say I do not think that he is an active white supremacist. Unfortunately, he lives in the same fucking neighborhood and is paying, you know. 
That's just paying his bills. I I definitely think like a majority of, not a majority, but like there's a healthy population of white supremacists that listen to Alex Jones and believe his shit. And and where that that comes in is that unfortunately uh, for him and his weird performance art piece, you know, like he's also kind of just, he's coming unhinged because he's got a whole bunch of shit going on in the background too. He's in the middle of a fucking... So, so he, racist people listen to his show. Okay, that's still not a well, blacklistable no, racist, offense. Racist, ra- but, but the part of that is is that he's empowering. Well, besides empowering, is that um, and it's I mean, like actually, you look at you look at the fucking blowback from that. It's uh, there's this there's this difficulty about having conversations at this point because for the most part people are not really interested in talking with each other and finding like finding some fucking fu- fucking point where they're not going to be punching each other in the face um what's it jack jack i can't remember what the fuck his last name is the dude the dude the dude who runs twitter okay like there there was this whole there's this whole controversy right now because basically oh, fucking i said basically again they're Twitter made a specific point saying that n- nothing Alex had not broken any of their rules. Sure. Alex also took the position that um you know as we're trying to court things and not be, not not be liable. Alex uh Alex kind of took the position there are good people on both sides when like ba- the, the the when the, the people were running people over at the Charlottesville rally. Mm-hmm. This this starts getting this starts you're getting t- You're talking about how he's he's and I'm sorry to talk over you but you're talking about how he's he's specifically found some some terrorist acts and turned them around into conspiracies, right? That's what you're talking yes. about. Right. But <clears throat> so so I get that and in of course like you said, it's at that point you almost have to take it as as some really disgusting form of entertainment, right? But what did he do wrong? He didn't do so. Here's here's the bottom line: is he's had significantly more egregious stories out. Um, <clears throat> what he did to the Sandy Hook parents? You're right. That I mean, that's probably the fucking worst. So what did, you mean what he did to them when they heard him talk, or did no, he reach yes. out to he dox, them? He doxed them. He he reached he reached out to them. He no he he doxed them. As in he like p- part of that is that this whole narrative that basically Sandy Hook was fake that the people didn't really die. He was publishing fucking personal like ad- addresses contact. Info so he was trying to prove for that, those parents. Yeah, that these people were actually actors. That they mm-hmm. weren't that they weren't parents that had lost children. That they were they were just paid actors and what and, and he was encouraging harass. He, he he did actually encourage harassment of these people. Of that being said. Keep in mind, this happened five, six, actually probably longer than that. But, Almost a but decade this, ago. No, but no, but he. This is this has been a continuous. But his his fans thing. must have tried to vet out some truth in these statements. No, Here, uh, no, I think these these fans just some people just like to watch the fucking world burn, man. Like some people just want to. And this is part. This is part of like where you get into this argument of whether banning him is correct or not. I, you know, I. I because that's harassment, right? Yes, that's but he a, didn't, that's a clear form see, of harassment. This is the, the if problem, he's publishing personal information about the parents, and, there, and this is and, and this is what happened. To reach but out but to once them. again, this is what happened. A lawsuit came. Mm-hmm. He completely redacted his his story. He you know apologized that he was very very wrong. 
and that was the end. That was paid the end some of, of the, the snake time. oil money to the to the family. No, I don't even think it went that far. They just wanted that. They just wanted him to admit that he was wrong. Okay, and he did. Okay, so I've, I'm the conflict. So I'll explain what happened to him. Apple pulled pulled his shit, mm-hmm. and then everyone follows suit as far as Facebook, YouTube, Twitter is the only one that didn't that stuck by him and said no, like. But you know, Twitter's also Twitter. Twitter will also. Uh, Twitter will also not ban white nationalists for fucking also doxing people and everything else. I'm like, what? But but my question is, Gunner, like, my problem is not his freedom of speech has not been taken away by like he, was, he can say whatever he wants. Ca- Infowars is a bullet casing. So I, I think it's, what Wade's leading up to here is, and at what point does a service like YouTube and Facebook become the speech engine? Right, the, the speech medium, right? How can YouTube or Facebook make a decision on who can speak? Well, no, and this because is, it's almost a louder voice than your spoken voice, right? Because yeah. you well, can reach more people. And right? this is a problem. There's fucking, it's, you got massive and so popular because of these controversial of creators. Agit, of being an agit. Well, and now you, now, but this is my problem with it. YouTube, Facebook, Apple, Spotify are now deciding Nah, we don't want you here now because we want to change the narrative now. It's like, no, if you allowed it before, you fucking allow it again, and you allow it all. YouTube's algorithm is designed to route inflammatory content. Right, right. That's the point Wade's making is that um, they've been monetizing off of these jackasses for 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 years. years. The most controversial things that these jackasses have done were years ago, and they were allowed Right, the apology was enough. What happened now? What really happened is, Facebook and YouTube did ping pong eyes, where they look around and say, "Oh shit, I, I got to make sure I look politically correct in this." Well, yeah, and, and, and they pulled stuff. Alex, Alex, and Facebook are spent bullet casings. They're 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 reactionary. You know, oh, the, the bullet casings it, you were talking about was. Yeah, I'm saying that they're just they're 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 a action of look what I, look what I have done to prove that I am not. I am not still doing exactly the same fucking thing that I was doing before I banned them. Oh, my gosh. You know, um, this past week, John Oliver's back on, which I really enjoy. I know a lot of people can't stand him, but he had a thing on Facebook's apology, and he, he's like, well, this is what their apology was, and then he made a new version of it. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, fuck you. We got your data. Fuck you. Um. That's that's kind of how I feel about Facebook, and I, I, I'm with you, Gunnar. They, they shouldn't. It is a bullet casing, but it's at what point do does does the do the governments have to hold Facebook and YouTube under the same freedom of speech standards that we would hold if we're on the street corner? Well, no, because part part of the problem is that um, that the fact that they are what they are is proof of the fact that the government has basically abandoned any ability to enforce that or vice versa or vice versa right i mean it's 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 actually scarier right the government could step in but the government could also strategically decide not to step in right the the, The government may want alex jones shut down now i I can't believe i'm fucking defending this douchebag (laughs) he is like the worst it's a tough it is a tough it puts you in a tough spot it's in a tough spot but at the same token freedom of speech should be absolute i mean there's some very very 
there are there are always exceptions. You can't shout fire in a fucking movie theater, right? I mean, you can. <laughs> you have the you, you have, have the right, right to, to do, do that. that. Absolutely. But, but you're also going to be um, you're also going to be accountable for for the damage that you do because you're supposed to have a little bit of premeditation on what could happen when you shout something. And this is the thing: this system worked. He's a fucking idiot. When he does stupid shit and he goes crosses the line, he's held accountable. He's brought to court, and he's and he's done whatever. He's had to do, whether it's pay money or redact his statements, make himself look a complete fool. He's done that. So there was nothing to fix. That's why it's a really weird kind of thing. It's kind of like, and it is kind of out of nowhere. It's not like there was this big, huge story or whatever that he broke that, you know what I mean? They got him kicked off. It's, it's like it's like neighborhood whispering. Yeah, and it's like an, this weird ideology. And it's like for every, you know... Alt right, far right, yeah. I'm not. I don't subscribe to any of that ideology. However, I don't fucking subscribe to the far left either, because that doesn't work either. You're a fucking moron if you if you if you're committed to to either. Right. If you have no middle ground, you can't find any middle ground. You're a fucking retard. Yeah, this guy. This guy really. I mean, I, I've watched a little bit of him. Most of it was through was through John Oliver. So it was the worst of the worst, right? Sure. So he was broadcasting the worst of the worst. But it, he really sounded like another Rush Limbaugh. Like he's he's he was just spewing need- stuff. Most of it was made up. Most of it was theory, and if, he if, has a huge fan base. If you want to understand where he is coming from. There was a five-episode documentary done by a dude for uh, Channel 4 in England uh, by the name of John Ronson. And it's called The Secret Rulers of the World. Okay. And John Ronson is like a John Oliver stuff. You know, like he's, he's just a journalist. You know, he's a journalist. Mm-hmm. And it's just like just normal meek whatever dude john oliver's not a journalist though. well no no but I, I kind of that, that same that same deportment and i'm not saying that i'm not saying john oliver is a journal i'm saying that he's he's so not the person to be in the middle of okay. these fucking discussions gotcha and it's like there's a couple to, because basically it's it was based on a book that he did called them adventures with extremist which is just him like looking at the rise of the 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 separatist or whatever movements in the united states but um, there is a couple. Basically, there's a couple of them where, they, where he's just looking at the rise of the the, the modern conspiracy. You know, like the rise of the modern conspiracy movement and like what started kind of it in the United States. And they well, really the the tip off point in the United States is a thing called the Ruby Ridge Siege. Okay, what's which that? Is, which was just this this um. So what is it? The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. ATF, mm-hmm. ATF, yeah. Firearm. Uh, so um, there was a dude by the name of Randy Weaver who uh, kind of did. The, I think if, I think I've talked about the 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 difficulty in functioning in a world where you believe that it's run by giant lizard men. Before, like at some point, at some point, if you actually consider this a real worldview, how the fuck do you go? How the fuck do you get out of work? So, what happened with the Ruby Ridge? And so, that? Ruby Ridge was he. Um, he had basically built this comp, you know, like built a compound. You know, like him and his family, they had their compound up in the up in the hills there. Um, you know, he was hanging around with a bunch of these, like you know, the the, the gun show circuit and stuff like that, and the FBI basically entrapped him. Or the ETF and the FBI basically entrapped him by getting him to, you know, like, again, like, there was a long-term cultivation thing. 
for a couple of years, they got him to modify a gun by sawing the barrel shorter. Mm-hmm. And it became it, be, it basically became elite for you know like you have to have it so long. Yeah, it yeah. became a destructive device. Um, he and the family there were very much convinced that there was like a global conspiracy. You know, like basically the world. You know, like the there is a global conspiracy in place. Sure. To eventually end with the enslavement of the human race, which is why they were fucking hiding out in their fucking mm-hmm. camper to try and be low key. Right. And, like the, ATF, and- the ATF. Ba- used this as an excuse to basically show that like they're fucking on top of things and they did the full SWAT team maneuver mm-hmm. locked them in and it's like ba- it's like a prelude to what happened at Waco, Texas where like they fucking went gung-ho a bunch of people died because you had to fucking escalate instead of just being like chill the fuck out and maybe have a fucking reasonable conversation yeah what you're describing is you're kind of feeding into the conspiracy the person that believes the conspiracy it's their their beliefs are only reinforced mm-hmm. when the government can actually well they come down man- like tyrannical assholes they can, and- <laughs> yeah they can kind of manipulate criminal action against you um stuff that like you said they, they, i mean you use the term entrapment i don't um i, I know that's a very specific term but but yeah i mean they what they did is they they, they tried to they, they tried to get him to do something that they could uh put charges against him and he did did he fuck they baited up him. yes they baited him did they did they need to respond with military force to to right. did, did, did it? probably not so 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 go back to you're talking about well the secret rulers of the world and there's a bunch of them because basically he does one on david ike and the timothy mcveigh and the oklahoma bombing but there, there's an episode called the the satanic shadowy elite mm-hmm. and it's him it's john ronson basically following around around alex jones and his crew because there is this like yearly retreat in california called bohemian grove and it's based it, you know it's like like how rich people used to come down to the catskills and stuff like that from new york state you know, like new york city mm-hmm Bohemian Grove is the, the the summer camp for uh, you know base the 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 elite of the United States, like the actual people who run the place. You know, okay. Like, and you know, it's a, there's a whole bunch. It's a whole bunch of fraternity. You know, like there's a whole bunch of fraternity bullshit and stuff like that. Like they like back in the day, they used to have fucking plays where the guys getting dra- you know, like they'd be joking around. The guys getting dragged, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there is kind of this ritual that they engage in every year because you know it's like how like Burning Man has the Burning Man, the bur- the giant burning wicker man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bohemian Grove has this thing where they recreate the cremate they re- they recreate the ritual of the cremation of care. And this is like an old Babylonian ritual where you'd sacrifice children, to, like you'd sacrifice a child to the god Moloch, mm-hmm. and you just burn it alive. So they have this giant owl there. And it's what it's supposed to be is that like all the fucking troubles that you carried with you when you came there are gone. I think I've seen footage of this. It, it's it, it's well, creepy. It, but yes, and right? it, it, it is fucking creepy because they're playing fucking, they're playing soundtracks of like people screaming and stuff like, like that. There's like politicians there and oh, stuff yeah. like that. And, right? and, and, this is like the elite of the elite. Well, but the thing is, is that Alex busted in and did filming of this, you know, and it, it's kind of like, you know, whether you want to say busted in or not, but it's just, it, it's watch it's watching this guy, it's watching his worldview and how much of it is him selling stuff and how much of it is, this is actually how Alex thinks. Mm-hmm. And... But Whether Alex busted in to report how fucked up it was. Yes. Well, because so so what you're saying is that he's kind of doing the public a small amount of justice with this one event that he busted in on. Yes. It, well, it, it, but and again, it's it's this 
or you're saying you're saying that that his conspiracies are because he's aware of these things it's how it's how it's it's the it's the uh, how do you function as a normal human being if you believe that lizards run the world and it's that he is very much convinced that there is a giant satanic conspiracy mm-hmm. that is attempting to, to enslave the human race mm-hmm. and that you know Donald is Donald is an instrument to to, 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 to break this and all that you know like and that part of this part of this conspiracy is this idea that a lot you know unfortunately it was unfortunately he ropes in a lot of like the liberal stuff that his you know like the, the fucking liberal is it you know like I hate using that word because it fucking cast stuff but it's like you know women's rights you know what you know like fe- feminism the 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 accept the acceptance of the acceptance of like you know you may you may not you may not you may you may choose not to uh, you may not you may not be down with the gay thing, but you don't think that those people need to be fucking put in you know you you don't think that those people need to be put in fucking camps like you know. Sounds to I me mean, like I, you forgive Alex Jones. That's it. Sounds to me like you forgive him. No, oh, like Alex he believes in a snake theory. <laughs> Alex, how do you put? It? Alex is an interesting Alex, character. Alex, Alex is almost at the point where he like. He, all right, listen to me. I talk like I fucking know him. <laughs> Um, he, he, he comes across as somebody who's not at the point where like a per, a certain class of people can you know, like should be made illegal for existing, but a lot of the fucking people that he's kind of rah-rahing do. And again, that's where that, this fucking, this fucking thing with Facebook and YouTube came up is because unfortunately they have to fucking demonstrate that they're. That they're not being racist, but you know, like racist enabling pieces of shit, while they're still being racist enabling pieces of shit. That's what's crazy, right? I mean, Facebook. Facebook has really been the tool to spread um, a lot of the uh, polarization. I don't want to say racism because I really don't truly believe that that was the well. It's other goal. It's, but it's, what it's, they it's, do it's, is it's the it's the it's the, it's the car accident the problem, right? You can't you you can't drive by a car accident without turning your head and looking. Smart cells. Yeah, and Facebook knows that the smut sells. So Facebook is constantly, um, they, they watch people are interacting more with controversial topics. They're, they're arguing over controversial topics. So they push them to the top of your news feed, and it causes a further polarization. Um, so for them, to, for them to take a stance on one side versus the other, I think is the wrong way to approach this problem. Yeah, no, absolutely, because I don't, I don't understand what the angle is. Like, I understand that I don't agree with pretty much anything that Alex Jones says. Um, I think he's kind of ridiculous. And I, you know, I think he makes his money through controversy like any other news station, just with a, a way over the top, right? Right. But, like, it's not. They, 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 they use this like loophole as well. He, he, we didn't silence his freedom, freedom of speech. He's free to speak anywhere. Like, go ahead and go to another social media website or whatever. Mm, right. But it's like, no, douchebag. You killed all the other ones. You killed MySpace mm-hmm. because you didn't have these regulations when MySpace was up because you actually had to compete with them. And you killed them. And good congratulations. But you don't get to fucking stand over the bodies that you rolled and then use that against them. Like, I think it's completely wrong. I think this is one thing where I do think the government needs to step in and regulate. Facebook needs to be fucking regulated. 
it's pretty obvious after that interview on Capitol Hill that Zuckerberg's just a douchebag running rough shot, and he's mm-hmm. not. There are no. He's is it? Does he have too much money? Does he has too much power? Too much sway? He, yes. There are no repercussions for him. And he just stands and says arrogant techno babble. Right. And of course, of course, the, the judges are going to have a hard time knowing what he's talking about. But maybe that's part of the problem too. Maybe part of the problem is that that the legislation has a very difficult time knowing technology. Maybe we need we need to refresh the technology knowledge of of the people that are passing our laws of the people that are regulating what we do i mean it's cool that the fcc um is like hey you can't say the f word over the airwaves but the airwaves aren't something that people consume anymore the airwaves have been replaced with the the internet pipe and the cell phone and the when when youtube doesn't have the same FCC restrictions and when um, when Facebook doesn't have the same FCC restrictions, then what we've done is we're, we're really simply ignoring the safeguards that we put in place. You know, some people will say, well, you know what, fuck the government. The government shouldn't tell me what, what I'm doing. But maybe that's true. But why should Facebook be able to decide? Right. And I mean, that's, at yeah. least we put people in place in the government, or we pretend that we did. With Facebook, we don't decide. We don't decide who who's... Who's, I mean, they're well, publicly the traded. We, so. des- we decided a long time ago before we knew. It's like you just you decided on something, and the agreements and the relationship has changed dramatically. Right. Like when you joined Facebook, you thought, okay, here's another app that you know everyone's using, or it's becoming popular. When I joined Facebook or whatever, it wasn't in the beginning. It was I came to Facebook later, or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I'll probably use this for a couple of years, and then just move on to the next thing. But it stayed, and to Facebook's credit. But you didn't get so popular by doing what you're doing now. And you're now you're controlling a narrative. Is this not the similar a similar fucking problem to like the Russian election or the Russian involvement in tampering in our election just for the just on the other side? And it's going to polarize it worse because what's gonna happen is the the people that actually enjoy consuming Alex Jones um, are going to start taking they're going to start forming opinions on the Facebooks and the uh, the YouTubes of the world. His website and his Twitter account got more traffic than it ever had. Right. So, like, if you're uh, if you're if you were trying to silence this or make him seem less credible, you only bolstered his his credibility. And he's right. going on now. He's on now. He's on national uh, talk shows. Right. Like, on I heard him on. Um, Heard him on a radio show. I was flipping through because I, I listen to NPR quite a bit, and they're slanted. But sometimes when I want a little enjoyment or I want <laughs> I want to hear a little crazy shit, I'll switch to uh, I don't know the conservative quote unquote uh, radio talk. And that savage guy had him on there, and he was like, "They're coming for you next. Like they're coming for you guys next. They're coming. They came for me and they took me out, and they're coming for you next." I got an Alex Jones conspiracy about Alex Jones. Yeah, what if he planted it? What if he? What if he planted the fear of shutting himself down? What if this was a well, spectacle? That's been, it, 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 I, honestly, well, he's always that's had always, that that's narrative. They're gonna, they're gonna come for me eventually. Was his it's, thing? It, it, it's, it's a self, it's a self fulfilling. Yeah. What's really creepy about all of this is there was an episode of, uh, uh, there was a full season of Homeland uh, this past year, and it was all about this. It was about the Russian infiltration, and it was about the the radio spokesman 
that is constantly talking about how he's going to be shut down. And as he gets shut down, it starts to divide the nation more and more. So it's scary to see this start to pan out. Now, I don't know how much of that was original writing on Homeland or how much of it was them just seeing the writing on the wall and knowing that this is eventually going to happen. But it's it. if you watch that season, the way it panned out was terrible. I mean, really bad. Like, like Gunner was talking about... Um, Gunner was talking about like the, the, the relatively peaceful camps of paranoid people being invaded. That's exactly how it pans out every time. Well, I mean, look what you, you've got me, who for the most part, I'd say moderate, but like I, I lean to the I lean to the left for sure. On most on most issues, I, I and some issues I'm very very hard leaning left, very select things I'm leaning right. But you have me fucking defending Alex Jones. The guy's a fucking moron and an idiot. And you know, I don't even know if he's a performer. I don't know making, if he believes everything, but, but I definitely think the frogs maybe he does. Game. Right. Like, but you have me defending him. That's what you've done. You right. fucking morons. It's mm-hmm. I've I would never support Alec Jones. You know what I mean? I'm not I don't subscribe to his any of his media or whatever. I don't care. But now you have me on a soapbox for this dumb shit because you've done something infinitely more stupid and dangerous than anything right. Alex Jones could have done. And you've empowered him. You like because now I'm sorry. This is, I do think this will end poorly. It won't end poorly for Facebook or YouTube because I don't see anybody on the rise because yeah. that's part of the argument. Oh, he can go somewhere else. There is nowhere else. You douchebags. You've killed everything else. Yeah. You are the only outlets mm. to consume. Right. Where else can you go? Right. Where else do you watch videos? Yeah. I don't fucking know. No, there's nowhere else. Where else do you? I mean, you can go. There's nowhere else. There's Twitter is left. Good, good for Twitter on them. I think ultimately they'll come out looking the best on this. I think at first they probably looked like the, at the shit looked looked like the worst because oh they wouldn't they wouldn't cast off Alex Jones, Alex Jones, excuse me. But I think ultimately they're like now it's freedom of speech one way or the other. Uh, do I think Antifa's a piece of sh- bunch of pieces of shit? Yes. Do I think they should have a right to say whatever they want? Yes. Do I think the fucking clan is a bunch of scumbag fucks? Absolutely. However. They have a right to speak. Yes, that's like the for that's, now. That's, we well, have to protect yeah. that. As that's a nation, that's we like what we're that. that's what we're built on. You yeah. can say whatever the fuck you want. Come what may, dude. There will be repercussions no, of what you have to say, yeah. but you have a right yes. to fucking say it. The 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 only the only thing your your caveat, and I get it, this gets into this gets into the fire discussion, is if you are actively discussing, so like. I may not. I may not like certain people's ideas. I don't actively discuss how I'm going to end them. If you are actively discussing how you're going to end the people that you don't like, that's kind of a. That's kind of a. You know, again, that's, I don't know if that's necessarily prosecutable, but that's the whole like. Well, we've stopped having a meaningful discussion, and I may just have to choke the shit out of you just, just to, just to. Uh, you gotta establish your dominance. Piss on them. Piss on them. You gotta well, establish your dominance. So, I mean, uh, give me like a kind of an example. So, if I was like, right now, I was like, uh, Alex Jones, I'm gonna come to your house and I'm gonna stab you and, and murder you. Like, you don't think I have a right to say that? Well, again, people say bullshit all the way. It's it's right. it's, it's, it's different. It's different engaging in hyperbole. So there is a there is a difference. However, um, the discussion that we've had, the discussions that are going on around right now, like the fucking, the, 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 however you want to phrase it, 
the 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 child concentration camps that they they've got going on. Yeah, with the uh, immigration. That is like not that. that is not okay. Uh the the at some point if they're for real reals, the, the the dog whistling stops and the straight language starts. And you talk about how you, like you you can you can be an intolerant fuck. I am it is oh fuck I, I I saw this I saw this so fucking perfectly summed up. It, like the, there there's a very there's a very real there's a very real um divide on this and it was something like I don't want to live in a world where you have to be like this. And the other side if if if, 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 if like I'm discussing about how I don't want to live in a world where you have to be like this. And you're discussing how you want you, you. I don't want to be in a world where you live. The live side is the one that you probably come down against. Yeah, I no. So are you talking about? I don't actually understand what you're talking about. No, no. So, okay, so, I don't. Like, I'm trying to like. So, I, I no, thought I, mean, I knew, like, again, but now like, I don't you know. know. Like, the, the, <laughs> so like I think we've talked about this before. Jesse Jackson and, or Jesse Jackson. Who was he? Who, what show was he on? And they're talking about the the rise of white. Ah, uh, Bill Maher. Well, yeah, it's just like you have these people. You have these people who have it been fucking Trump. completely disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. They need they, they you know, like again. There are there has been, you know, like the, there is a, there is a vacuum of leadership on these things, and the problem is is that they'll they'll take whoever fucking steps up, and you know, a hist- historically, if the if leadership has not been present, these fucking these fucking movements come up because. It is an easy way to galvanize, you know, like it's 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 a pearl, you know, like people think a pearl is a valuable thing. No, it's a fucking scar that's formed around to try and like try and insulate yourself as much from an like a, a fucking irritant as possible. And it's these ideas, you know, like the, the, these ideas and, you know, like I don't know if there's necessarily yep. dangerous ideas. There's people who ascribe to them, though. So for those that don't know the reference to the Jesse Jackson on Bill Maher, um, one of our previous episodes, we were talking about. Yeah, my experience with Bill Maher, um, I, I really, I've been trying. I tried to watch, I tried to watch a few of his episodes, and I have a hard time with it. And it's because he shuts down what I consider very intelligent, well thought narrative. And one of them was he had Reverend uh, Jesse Jackson on, and he asked Reverend Jesse Jackson. He said, he said, how do you feel about um, these white people that are claiming that there's reverse racism happening in the United States? And Jesse Jackson said, he pretty much said, they're, the, these people don't have, they're, they're, watching, they're, they're watching their lives fall apart. They're, they don't have money. They don't have enough to afford to live, and they're trying to blame something. And he's like, he pretty much was saying, hey, they're struggling, and they're trying to, put their, they're trying to point their finger at something. And th- that's, that's the difference between a Jesse Jackson and a Bill Maher. Bill Maher is just going to call those people idiots. Just because you point your finger at the wrong thing doesn't mean there isn't a problem causing it. And I think that's what you're talking about with the scar and the pearl, right? Yeah. You know, the pearl is a formation of a problem. And we observe the pearl. We don't care about what caused it. Yes. And and I think that's where that's that's the real difference. 
when when somebody like far right or far left is being if, when their when their fundamental freedom of speech is being taken away, it is a big problem in our country. And when the government doesn't have control over who how that over works. how they're speaking, right? Because the new speaking is Facebook, the new speaking is Twitter, the new speaking is YouTube. Um, there's other channels like like podcasts, but Apple took a stance too. Right and Spotify did yeah. too. I mean, <clears throat> Apple's like fifty percent of all podcasts are being played on Apple. Apple's right. the best-selling phone in the United States. That's how people consume stuff is through an iPhone. So, the the podcast app, the one that people are listening to this on right now, if they're on Apple, there's there's a good chance they're using. I mean, like a ninety percent chance that they're just using the podcast app that came with the phone. So, for Apple to take him off of there, they're taking away a significant amount of listeners and now they're controlling speech because how else are you going to listen to him right i open up and unlock my phone a thousand times a day and i'm not even exaggerating like i'm constantly popping my phone open and looking at it and if if that podcast app is how i consume something and they shut that down then then now they are a better they're saying that they're a better judgment of speech than than the federal government they're saying that they're a better. I don't know. Well, it, I think it's it, it, you know, and again, this 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 also this it's most of this can be tracked back to the the the. I mean, really, when Reagan basically sold the fucking farm and broke most of the media, like the ownership controls. On media and like you know Clinton, uh, Clinton did his his fucking share there too because you see that like he changed a bunch of rules which him and him and George changed a bunch of rules that basically gave rise to Sinclair Broadcasting which are the ones that like do all the propaganda ads and how the Democratic Party was the one that 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 like brought you know like brought slavery mainstream in the United States and all this you know, like there's we we live in a country where two of the biggest media companies like in the conventional like old school format Sinclair and Fox are effectively propaganda like not just like full on Pravda propaganda things and it's not but the thing is is that they are not propaganda for the state they are propaganda for the guys who own it they're for profit <clears throat> and you know again like whether you, it's you know, but Reagan basically broke a bunch of the constraints that kept U.S. media companies from consolidating like this. And even then, like, it took too long. So now you have new media like Facebook and YouTube and, and Twitter and stuff like this where it's it's a bunch, you know, like, it's funny how the fucking, like, liberal or conservative brush gets bandied around. But if you look at the people who run these fucking companies... Like they're all, you know, like they're all, they're fucking autocrats. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what the fuck political leaning is. They want, they want, like, we we have allowed too much power to accumulate too quickly in the hands of people who have made no bones about the fact that they're going to use it in abusive and fucking destructive manners. It's it's the equivalent of like, keep giving me fucking gasoline. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna burn your fucking house down. You get enough. 
I feel I feel like and, and we, we promised we wouldn't get back to Facebook and somehow we did, but Sorry. I think we had a choice. Um, they I keep feel giving like, us fucking ammunition. I mean, I feel like they've become a parasite on on the worst parts of humanity, and I think that that is it's frustrating mm-hmm. to see the parasite on the worst parts of humanity try to take sides on which part of humanity that they can attack, whether it's one far side or the other far side. Um, so you know, you mentioned that Alex Jones was. Um, was a Trump fan? Is that what you said? A Trump Trump supporter. Trump supporter. He was a now, big proponent of him. He was he was saying that. Well, because Hillary Hillary's the devil. So now I don't want to get too political, but what what, what did trend this last week was, um, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel interviewed Kanye West, and Kanye West came off more humble than I expected him to, but I guess he's. He's um, he's been treated for uh, for uh, bipolar disorder. Yes, and he's he was attacked very heavily, even by his own wife, on his political beliefs. And he's also a Trump, uh, Trump supporter. Uh, yes, <laughs> I don't understand how. Like, how well, does the same guy that says George Bush hates black people is a Trump supporter? I, <clears throat> I mean, no, they're not directly like related but well, i would say george bush and donald trump are in a similar wheelhouse on a lot of issues here, social issues specifically uh, you know whether whether this is fair or not i think i think if people really look inside themselves part of the big uh, a, a surprising portion or an unsurprising portion of uh donnie's donnie's uh cheerleaders want to watch the world burn like you know, like again, like the the there there there's there's this there's this entrenchment, and it's someone has to you know like I've been made to suffer, so someone has to suffer for me. I don't, I don't know, know if they if think. I... Yeah, I don't think they think that far into it. Connor. Well, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even saying. They... I'm not even saying it's a. Con- I'm not. Even, I'm not even saying it is a verbalized internal. You know, like. I'm not, I'm not getting to the soul. What you're saying is they're going to make the world burn because they don't necessarily think that they're that, that they're causing the world to burn, right? I mean, if you so so this interview, I, I think you I think you would enjoy it, Gunnar, because the first the, the the one thing that Kanye keeps driving back to is that there needs to be less hate speech and more love. Now yes. that's that's really the center of this. Yes, but he says some really interesting things, and this is why when you say he wants the world to burn, I don't. I think he he may cause it to, but that doesn't mean that he 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 wants it to, right? It doesn't mean that there's this like this subconscious desire well, to watch it. Maybe burn. this goes back to that pearl thing. I, I think I think it's the equivalent of like you itching to the point that like you like you know you've harmed your like you know like there may be some relief by 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 causing an action, but you just you. The action itself causing temporary relief is going to ultimately be detrimental. Maybe, to you. but the the problem is though is that you can't. If if you think that there's a driving an invisible driving force, then you're also playing a conspiracy. Oh card, yeah, right. No, no. no I, so you got to be really careful not to say that that the that that the people that support somebody like Trump well, want the world to burn because. You, Either one, they're conscious of it. Great, you can you can talk about it, you can point at it, and you can fix well, it. Or two, 
This is the pro. This is what you're saying. Two, it's some subconscious power that that they don't even know is happening. This is very dangerous because you're bringing up a conspiracy. You're bringing up the con. You're bringing up the chemtrails of 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 a, of a certain side, and you got to be really careful because if you can't identify it, I can identify it very easily. Because because that- the pearl argument works works metaphorically for some instances, but in this case, right, we're talking about a guy that's getting up and trying to preach love. He's oh no really no no trying no. to preach love. I, I, also religion. He does touch base on that during the interview. Um, but I, I, I do want to I do want to talk a little bit in, in your support of your statement. He he does talk about this two year old jumping on top of a table in a restaurant, right? Now, of course, Kanye West wants everybody to be happy and everybody to be able to do what they want, which is a cool concept, right? Doesn't it's, work though. Yeah, it's a it's a bit of of chaos. Um, maybe it would work, but I don't think. I have a hard time envisioning it working, but maybe I'm brainwashing. What he says is he says we're living in a simulation, a simulation with invisible walls and invisible boundaries where we're afraid to do things. And this is cool coming from somebody that's an artist, and that's really what Kanye is, right? He started off as an artist, and he continues to be an artist, and and people really envy him because of that. But he's also the butt of a lot of jokes because he's a very conceited artist. He, he, he talks about himself a lot. And what he says is he says this two-year-old getting on top of a table, everybody around them is going to say, hey, two-year-old, you should have thought about the table and you should have realized that it's, that it's against social norms to get on the table and you should not have done it. So you start putting up these walls and these boundaries. And Jimmy Kimmel comes, and it's so funny because he's really, really good at boiling it down to common sense. And Jimmy Kimmel says, maybe the parents don't want him to fall and get hurt. So to your point, Gunner, maybe he does want everything to, you know, maybe he does want the world to burn. Um, And maybe it is some subconscious power that he can't see, right? And maybe he does want kids to fall off tables and and get get hurt. Um, I don't know. Well, where where this this kind of comes from, and unfortunately, um, a lot of these discussions get wrapped up in fucking Marxist revolutionary talk real quick. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. The issue, one of the big issues is that um, there was a blip in American history where, or you know, like Western history, I should say, where things were slightly less shit. And that moment, like, you know, like there, there was, there was a moment where like, you know, despite everything, because again, fundamentally we're human beings. We're always going to fucking, we're always going to engage in dickery at some level. It's just, it's intrinsic to the, it's intrinsic to the construction of the animal and we can do better, but we're going to fucking fall off. We're going to fucking fall off that horse every now and then. And the the choice that comes to us is whether we get back up and try and be, you know, we try and be better, you know, when was it less shit? It was in the, like the forties. Like no, it was less. It was less. It was it was less shit after W after after the last big one. Well, and like two, you, yeah. we have the struggle between the West and the East and everything like that. But there was this period where, um, the the kind of the the, the feudal society broke. The, the feudal society broke down. Like we had we had the robber bear. You know, there's always there's always been a wealthy class. You know, there's been a wealth. There's been a. There's been the schlubs, a wealthy class, and the actual people who decide how fucking things run on this planet. 
The have and the have nots. The have and the, well, you know, well, there's the, even there's there's more there's 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 people above the haves. It, but isn't, sure. what, isn't what you're describing a post-war syndrome of of every nation, right? Well, it, doesn't this happen after war because war brings people together? I think what Gunner is is trying to say that we were in such excess that there were enough resources that the top could give that we grew our middle class. Mm-hmm. And so that it seemed like mobility was as real as ever in this country. It's it's it, you watch it's it's why it's why you look at the the, the fantasy of the time is so fucking str- like I don't know if you've ever read like 50s and 60s science fiction and fantasy stuff. I mean like the fantasy didn't even actually exist in the 50s and the 60s. That was a, that was actually a relatively recent invention in, in 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 like invasion. I mean, like you know, the Hobbit and stuff like that. But for the most part, there wasn't a fucking concept of a fantasy genre. Mm-hmm. Science fiction was a big thing in the fifties and sixties because it was this idea that somehow fucking humanity was gonna fucking make the gene, like you know, like we were fucking we we were gonna do it. We were gonna fucking seize the future. Oh, and be Twilight able to Zone do- made it seem pretty grim. Well, no, but, but that's always, but there's always been that, there's always been that, like, that, that cynical side, you know, like, again, because there's always that cynical side, but those guys were the outliers, not that they weren't wrong, but those guys were the outliers because the general, the kind of the general spirit of the time, um, the zeitgeist. So was, how do you wrap this back into so, a two-year-old on a table? So the two-year-old on the table, where, where this is, where this is going is that the zeitgeist of those times was that even with the fucking specter of like going to going toe to toe with the Ruskies and everything like that, we were going to make it and things were going to get better. And right around 1974, you see this fucking, you see this fucking nosedive and you know, like the eighties had cyberpunk. So that like fucking, you know, like the, the, the new thing was like the fucking corporate, the, the, the corporation had basically taken over the, right. the planet. They were the replacement. It was cool the, to the, hate the, corporations. The, well, no, but it was also the dissolution. The, basically it was a reflection of that. We were watching the, the rotting of the, the, the nation. Right. You can't do anything state. about it. Just rebel. Right. And that the, 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 the court, the corporation was going to be the new, the, the new power, mm-hmm. the new powers in the, the war. Mm-hmm. So, Come the '90s, it's this idea that basically we are living, we are living on the dying earth. Like the like that that's that's the fantasy. That's the fucking fantasy is that you survived on the dying earth. Mm-hmm. And you say you know like you can like the, the, watch the world burn. I'm not. I'm is that it is a reflection of people. People at some level process that things are fucked and. That's also that there's not really anything that most people are in a position to do to usurp that. So you and, agree with Kanye? Uh, well, when we say when I agree with Kanye, like they like you agree about the simulation and about the barriers and about the walls. I mean, do you agree with that part where the two year old should be able to jump on the table? I don't think the, I see the thing with a two year old is that you're you're you are expecting the two-year-old to derive a lesson in a constructed environment. Right. And so that's, he's, that's he's, exactly he's, what he's saying. 
He's saying that like he's, he's gonna, saying that exact thing. Yeah, well, I I was taking it the other thing, which is that he's got to learn. He's got to learn like real boundaries. But like no, the, the the whole the whole fucking premise. It's it's the 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 argument that you've been placed and you're pick, you're expected to pick. You are expected to pick a construct of the world that has been provided to you mm-hmm. by parties that are interested in you not coming up with your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe maybe we are talking the same thing and I'm just being... It a, sounds a, to a, me a, like, like you agree with him. And that's why I think the interview is so interesting. Now, it's easy to jump on him for his views on Trump. And I think that's what most people, that's what most people got out of the interview. I, I so mean, the, the glittering thing that he brought to this interview and it seemed... Really cool, but of course Jimmy Kimmel does a good job of bringing our brains to um, to, to recent events. Uh, so, so Kanye's wife worked with the president to give whatever the word is for an early release for a, pre- a prison sentence. I don't know what the uh, word uh, of that uh, is. Uh, uh, pardoning, pardon, pardon, yeah. pardon or uh, it, there's another word. Communicating, that uh, commutation. Uh, yeah, I think that's the one. Um, but I'll call it a pardon because I don't know any different. Um, there was a there was a woman with a single drug offense, I believe it was a possession offense mm-hmm. that was serving no, I, a lifetime I, I, in prison. I know, I know you the, know this. I know the lady that you're talking about. Okay, t- 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 tell us about. Well, now that you're going to ask me, like, now I don't. Have okay, details, then don't. But. I'll, I'll tell you. I don't care. Um, but so the the president was able to release her to her family. Said, "Hey, listen, this sentence was not fair. This was not just. Go to your family." And there was a big media thing about it, right? And it showed at least to some people that actually watched it. I don't remember seeing it on the news, which is no surprise to me, but I didn't see it on the news that the president has a heart, right? That's really the message. I have a heart. This sentence wasn't fair. I have the power. I'm going to pick you. I'm going to send you to your family. So Kanye's like, he's like, this is, this is an act of love. This is an act of, of, of caring about people around you and not dividing them based on, based on beliefs and based on uh, uh, race and based on gender. Now Wade's about to say something, and this is going to be the exact point that Kanye or that uh, that Jimmy Kimmel made. But go ahead. I, I'm not going to bring up what Jimmy Kimmel brought up because, to be honest with you, I don't know enough about the news story. But I think that's a super, that's it's a very naive <clears throat> standpoint to take, and maybe that's a little judgmental of Kanye. But an act of love would to would would to be like, okay, everyone with a weed charge that's serving major time for marijuana is free because I'm I'm go- doing work to legalize marijuana because frankly at this point the studies are in it's not some detrimental horrible rotting drug like right and it's what the country wants it's what what for the first time the majority of the country wants sure that's an act of love because then you could actually set a lot of people that are kind of in prison for kind of bullshit reasons free Right, right. Don't put sprinkles on top of the Sunday that one kid got. Right. Like, that's one. It's almost, I would say, that's closer to a publicity stunt <clears throat> with potential alternative motives to get is some sort of a more traction with uh, a minority um, base of voters and things like that. So what Kimmel came back with was, <clears throat> Kimmel said, the same man was separating children from their parents at the border which there's controversy about how that was executed um 
I saw what Vice had to offer about that, and Vice is is going to be a very um, left side inspired. They're they're specifically inflammatory. Yeah, but but uh, Vice put a spin on it that the that the president did initiate it. That it was something that the president initiated. Now he he has since taken that back. But it's interesting because that's the first thing Kimmel said to him. Kimmel's like, what, th- th- what you're saying is nice, but in reality, the same man may be doing stuff that's not an act of love. And, and, and how in your mind can you, can you follow a man that's willing, that's willing to do the opposite, that's willing to do something? But those, so this idea of these invisible walls and these constraints, the problem that I have, because I have an opinion on Kanye, um, first of all, I think that he is um, one of the world's biggest morons. I, I, I think that he he's he's listened to by way too many people. Fortunately, because of stuff like South Park, I think we've all realized how dumb he actually is. So we only take some of what he has to say. That said, though, I think he's a good artist. Oh, I think he's. I, I do think he's a great artist. His earlier work, rather than his later work. Um, but isn't that, don't we kind of do this with with celebrities in general? Like, here's a great example. <clears throat> I had never heard Steven Tyler speak, mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very little um, exposure media-wise that I've had to him. I don't really like Aerosmith. Like, I actually kind of, I, I say I hate Aerosmith, but there are like two or three Aerosmith songs that I actually do really like. And I do recognize, you know, they belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They're a massive act. They've been successful for years. And I do think that, is important success mm-hmm. you know for every yardbirds are amazing and, and, and great but they're not the beatles and they're not led zeppelin and the reason the beatles are in led zeppelin aren't that big is because they're massively more popular than the yardbirds um that being said i heard he was on the joe Rogan podcast and holy shit that guy's an idiot like is he it? is a he is a moron and i was kind of shocked and taken aback a little bit internally because i was like i guess i just assumed that because he was such a successful artist and musician, that he was intelligent. That he had to have been intelligent. Right. You can't make it, you know. Well, it's like the Little John interviews, right? I mean, the cliche Little John interview is that he says dumb things in his songs, but he's very well spoken when he's interviewed. And we do we want we want celebrities to be very intelligent because otherwise, they shouldn't be. They really shouldn't be where they are. They're just picked because they look good. Right? right, so but that's a, that's that. But in that's, reality, that's exactly why. Well, it's not though not. because because who Wade's describing isn't necessarily a good-looking man. He, instead, he's a good artist, right? And artists aren't necessarily intelligent either. They have good ideas artistically, creatively, because it opens up your mind. And this is another great example is the Dixie Chicks, right? The Dixie Chicks decided to take a political stance in the middle of their... The, they the, buried them. The, the most of their fame, yeah, and they buried them. Now, whether or not what they said was correct, people tend to listen when you're famous. And people have to choose. Once they open their fucking mouth, people have to choose. Hey, did they just talk about a polarizing issue? I don't like them now. It's 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 a terrible marketing strategy on their point on their part. If if I'm Kanye, I don't think I want the nation to know that I'm a Trump fan, because it can really drive a lot of people away. the The difference with Kanye is is he has been so. 
the only word I can really use is ignorant, but I want to say childish. He has been so ignorant in his entire career that people are okay with him expressing himself even if it's something that they disagree with. I think in fairness, because no one takes Kanye that seriously. Maybe there are people, maybe there are, there's probably a small faction of people that think whatever Kanye says is gospel, but no one, he's, he's so deluded. He's delusional. You know what I mean? Like, and clear, and it's been, you know, he, he he suffers from mental illness. He suffers from being bipolar. And Mm I, I don't think anybody takes his point of view on politics seriously. Like, I think at this point, it's kind of like, in my opinion, Alex Jones, if you wanted to throw back to that. Alex Jones and is probably much smarter. May, probably, I don't he's know. probably to much smarter. To be honest smarter. with you, like, I, you would assume because of the way he speaks, but honestly, some of the shit he says is just, he sounds like an idiot too. Like, it's kind of, he sounds fanatical and, and a bit out, and way out of touch. Not yeah, a bit, may, like yeah, way maybe, out of touch. Maybe they're clones. Maybe, the, maybe they're cut from the same cloth. So maybe. the one thing about that Kanye says, which I struggle because I've, I've, spent some of my time trying to be an artist um although it's not it's not my career is when kanye starts talking about the two-year-old in the table and i i love the metaphor because everybody can imagine it yeah it's it's easy to relate to so good job kanye for with a good metaphor also good job jimmy kimmel like the kid could fall and get hurt i i, I love jimmy kimmel's he can cut right in with an unbiased fact that doesn't take away from Kanye's rant, his this artistic, spiritual, everybody's in love rant. But this is my biggest problem with that fucker, okay? Kanye wants a world where everybody just expresses themselves, right? He wants a world where everybody just loves each other. But how long has it been since he was in the world that we live in where he struggles through every every moment where he has to stop and he has to think about the repercussions of his actions. Well, in fairness, like the story behind Kanye, which maybe you don't know a lot about him, um, it's always kind of it's always a little bit interesting to me. So his father was murdered. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think his father's death was a homicide, or his father wasn't in his life. However, he comes from Chicago, very very rough city. However. He comes from an upper middle class family. His mother had a, had a pretty good job, from what I understand, um, and he did not live uh, a life that a lot of his peers lived. So, like, you take someone Jay Z is actually the one I'm pretty sure that found Kanye and put Kanye on mm-hmm. and and uh, introduced the world to Kanye. And Jay Z lived is from Brooklyn, lived a very you know slaying drugs, went to jail lived that shitty lifestyle and took that adversity and climbed out of it. Kanye kind of compared to the rest of his peers who are from like that urban demographic hip hop. Typically it's, it's usually urban settings and it's just typically um, the one pretty much unifying factor is everyone grew up poor, came from kind of shit and that's why they're so talented or that's why they are where they are, whether they're talented or not or whatever they had to work for it. Right. Kanye is not one of those guys that, he had to work for it, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but it's not like he came from this uh, horrible background living in this terrible ghetto or anything like that, from what I understand. So it's kind of interesting. His perspective is kind of interesting. The people that kind of follow him are not necessarily people that he would really be able to relate to, relate to outside of race. 
Right. Um, but that being said, his his messages, I think, do hold some weight and resonance with, with uh, the urban community and definitely the hip-hop community because he is so successful and such a good artist. So, Yeah, because if I could, I would wake up every day and I would just do something that I love. Right. right? Whatever that is. I might decide next week that I want to start a small garden and I might want to dedicate all my time to that garden. Part of that's because I want to eat, you know, and you got to do that. But the other part of it might be that I really want something that I've done that I feel proud of, right? That might be my art is my garden. I might plant everything in a perfect row. I might put a piece of string from one end of the garden to the other so all the plants come up in one perfect line, right? That may be my art for this week or for this month or for this year. I might decide that I want to take guitar lessons. I might decide that I want to make my own string instrument. I might decide that I want to I want to just sing around and, and make up lyrics and make up songs or start painting. But it, at some point in my life, I realized that that time is very difficult to turn into money. No matter how much somebody loves me, that doesn't mean they want to pay me to do that. I want to pay you, Trace. So the whole starving artist thing With is cookies. the best argument against him saying, let the kid stand on the table. Let the kid take down the walls. Let the kid pretend that he's a superhero in the middle of a restaurant, which is disruptive to the people that are there, that are living within, within those confines, that do have an expectation on how a person uh, should behave in it's, public. It's weird. It's weird how, it's weird how this fucking breaks out because... You know, like, um, we talk, you're talking about this and I just was having this, I was having this chain of thought, um, yesterday and Thursday and there are a couple of people I know, like not in the personal, like, Hey, super best friend, nice to see you since. But like, again, I, I know it's weird how different everyone who isn't America is because this mechanism that you're talking about, like, um, like the stories are so fucking vastly different. You see the starving artist thing. Yeah. Um, so kind of, kind of a side gig and not that I do this in any professional setting, but like the people that I know here in the States who like are makeup artists or something like that, you know, like the, like, just follow me through here. Yep. No, I'm with you. Go, go. Uh, so you're like you, the, the common, the common fucking story is fucking starving, hoping that you don't get any fucking major like medical or financial that you like disaster right. in the middle of this. And meanwhile, you go back to fucking you like England, the mm -hmm. most classist and fucking <laughs> socially unmobile fucking country ever English speaking country in the fucking world. It's like they have fucking university program like they're they're like I mean like if you make a go of it I mean, it's not like you're going to be fucking rolling. You know, like you, if you want to, if you want to hustle and make money on it, like you know, like and actually be like a a a, a fucking con, you know, like a Kanye mm -hmm. or like a Billy. What's uh, I can't remember the fucking Billy's last name is, but you know, like the people who are doing like major editorial work or something like that. You got to hustle, but there's a fucking mechanism. that's like, oh, by the way, let's actually, yeah, the, the fact that you, America's solution is not actually the correct one for this because you know the the idea it, it, it's it this kind of gets into this idea of welfare too where it's like people get people get very wound up 
about like welfare of food stamps or something like that like people doing fraud and it's like really that's not the thing that you should be getting fucking wound up about it's that we live in a fuck we live in a fucking economic system where it actually is the most the most viable you know like the most valuable thing someone can do with their time is nothing and why you know like you can say that that's lazy and stuff like that but it's like if the job is not there that I cannot better my, you know, like I cannot actually structurally better myself by fucking going after something. It's then I can't really, you know, like I'm pissed because I'm fucking, you know, I'm pissed because I'm basically pissing money away into the fucking fountain of public public taxation. So, so but I'm going to interrupt you for a second. So is, is, is what you're saying is that is that our really our economic system here in the United States is put, gives more incentive to those that do nothing than those that do art. Is that kind of what you're saying? Re, re, pretty much. And art being a specific. I, I mean, like, I, I, know, I know so many fucking people who are really professional artists, and you listen to the conversation, it's like, I'll fucking go work at Costco. I can't, fuck, I can't fucking deal with this mm-hmm. because the healthcare costs in this country are fucking ridiculous. It's never my, you know, like never my, and it's like the other thing is that you people like think that that's not real work. I, I, I'm like watching people fucking age like presidents in real time trying to make a go of this because, yeah, because it's it, it you, yeah, you, 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 have, it too. you have the struggle, you have the struggle with fucking. I'm sure you probably have the struggle on some scale with your fucking business, just trying well, to keep the fucking lights on. Yeah, fortunately, and I don't want to get too much into the economics of my business. I think we could pick an episode. Sorry, for that. Uh, not not that not to but, get. Uh, but to to to, to 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 reinforce your point. Um, so my business, I'm fortunate, makes a lot of money without a lot of effort. So I'm on the polar opposite of the art side, right? My company is profitable, and it's profitable enough for me to justify keeping it around, and it's, it's, it's profitable enough to help take me out of debt. Yeah. So I, I'm very fortunate, but you're completely correct from the perspective that I haven't yet quit my day job because in order to afford the benefits that are offered by my day job, my company needs to be doing twice as good, which, which just to put it into raw terms, right? Let's say my day job is paying me $40,000. There's an extra 30000 of benefits that are flowing in that I would have to compensate in my night job in order to be on par. But it would cost more than 30000 on my night job. The, the retirement would be, would be what it is what it is. I mean, Actually, no. Actually, no. It wouldn't. So with my day job, they they match 2% and bring in, at the end of the year, in a bonus program, 6 So I'm getting 8% of my uh, retirement contributions essentially matched. If I put in 10%, 18% of my salary is going into a retirement program. That extra 8% is very difficult for me to afford with my night job. So that's a big amount. The other one is healthcare. The healthcare at my day job is, 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 is um, it's mostly paid for by the company. So if I were to pay out of pocket, it would be much more difficult. My plan would be worse. So I know I'm getting into specifics here, but you're right, Gunner. That's with a company that's successful. Right, that's a company that's been selling a product. I've been in the business for four years now. I've been selling a software product for four years, and we we have clients around the world. We have big clients, and 
we still haven't been able to take the leap of making ourselves employees of this company and being able to 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 uh, to, to write ourselves standard paychecks that take out um, that take out retirement and that take out uh, 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 health care um, because it needs to be twice as big as what it is today, even after four years, even after proving proving successful and profitable. So yeah, I don't know how the fucking artist would ever survive. You know, and again, like I. I, I on the makeup side, uh, there it's they got a YouTube channel, Pixie Woo, there, but it's it's two sisters. But yeah, like the only the only the only reason they even fucking made it was because the insurance you have national you have national health care. Mm-hmm. So like they're like again they're paying what, for what is this Pixie Woo? They're 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 two they're two sisters out of the UK. Out of the UK, and what did they start? Uh, well, actually, they have a YouTube channel now. But yeah, they're like they're they were they like were professional. They, they were professional makeup artists. Makeup artists. Okay. You know, like they, they've they've gone and done their like you know product lines and stuff like that. But yeah, their their right. whole that, that, the only way that they even worked mm-hmm. was because they came from a distant you know they came dis- disenfranchised home that kind of stuff. But yeah, they they made they made a go of it and built a business between the two of them. And the only reason that they could even fucking get there was because. You know, and again, it wasn't like fucking handouts, but like there, there are certain things that we just because they're cons- because they're because of the fundamental nature of how things are structured. Healthcare has to be a profit center. Yeah. So it like fucking it's it, you know a college has to be a profit center. So and it fuck it fuck it fucking breaks this you know like you talk about like you talk about like the trip like well it's great that they're a profit center but the fact is that you've diminished the overall productivity of a population by making these things fucking like get to the it's, point it's of become usurious. parasitic yeah it's yes. become parasitic at that point there's an episode of portlandia um for those that have never watched portlandia you need to watch a few episodes it's funny um the the opening sequence on the first episode is the spirit of the 90s is alive in Portland. Portland. <laughs> so it's a really, really funny concept where people still have big plugs and they talk about bands and stuff like that. Um, and I miss the 90s because of that. But w- what it reminds me of in the 90s is this concept that there was a lot of successful musicians and that all you had to do was get on the cover of a magazine and all of a sudden you could make a career in music. And one of the one of my favorite skits on there is when the, the couple on there are... Um, they are they hire a home cleaning service and it is uh amy mann the musician shows up to clean now if you don't know who she is uh she 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 covered a couple of songs but she's probably most famous for uh for 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 two things one of her songs shipped with, I believe it was Windows 98 or Windows uh, 2000 or something like that. It was one of the songs that came with the, like, hey, welcome to Windows, okay? So that's pretty cool. She shipped with with a Microsoft product that was consumed by millions of people. But if you ever watched the movie Magnolia, it has um, a ton of ton of celebrities in it. Um, but I believe, uh, I believe Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it. Uh, 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 the redhead there, um, uh, Julian Moore is in it, um, and uh, probably the biggest actor there, uh, Top Gun. Um, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is in it, and it's it's a dark movie, so it didn't do well in the theaters. Amy Mann did every song on the soundtrack, right? So she is a very respected musician, and she was she was making she was making a career out of this. The one that she covered, she did. Um, I think it's a a, a One Dog Night song called. Um, 
Three um, Dog Night? Or Three Dog Night. Yeah, Three Dog Night. Yeah, how did I fuck that up? <laughs> yeah, you know why? Because the name of the song. The song is One is the Loneliest Number. Yeah. Right? I yeah. think that's one of their one of their originals. She covered that, and that song is really what just powers through the Magnolia movie. So if you've heard that song within the last 20 years and it wasn't by them, there's a chance that you were listening to the Amy Mann version. But this concept that Amy Mann's going to show up in a van and clean your house... That, to me, represents exactly what you're saying, Gunner. I'm going to go get a job at Costco because I can't fucking cut this. As a professional musician, as a musician that was booked gigs, that sold records. That made a shit ton, that made a shit ton of money shit for ton somebody, of money. For, for for somebody, somebody else. That's the point. That's the point of it. And it, But yes, and that, that it's, you know, and unfortunately, again, this starts getting into the fucking communist, Marxist, Marxist fucking propaganda real quick. But yeah, it's, it's that... It's that um, we exist in a pathology, a destru- effectively a destructive pathology. And, and that's cool. And I'm going to shut down your doom and gloom again. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, but to, to Kanye's point, though, right? Yeah, we should love each other. Yeah, we all should, should allow our two-year-olds to get up and pretend to be, to be superheroes. But how do you fix that? How do you fix the nope, that's perfectly how do you fix the problem? I, I know you can call it doom and gloom, and I'm not saying you're wrong, but how no, do you fix the doom and gloom? No, because how do you make it so that my kids can 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 decide that they want to be they they want to play guitar well, for the rest of their life I, I, I and mean, not like, be homeless? So well, you so, have to prepare them. I mean the well they have to be realistic. The thing with art just because you want to be something doesn't mean you can be something. That's de- dealing with reality. Like with what are you art, about? you can be anything you want to be. But you what Gunnar's talking about is is an analogy where two face painters on YouTube probably couldn't be viable in the United States. Yeah, because what is it? It's fucking face painting, which I, I'm. There's no doubt they're super super gifted. But at the end of the day, who's going to give them money? Who cares enough? To make them that successful. Well, no, but but the thing, what the thing is, is that there. So other than the fact that there is a, you know, like you can you can oversaturate that particular market. That is a particular skill set, and it is in demand. Right. However, the if fucking, it's in demand, no, no, but but, okay. but uh, Gunner's actually right. I, I mean, even even shitty face paints at a at a at a sporting event. Pay, you get paid five bucks a pop. You can make tons of money doing what they're doing, and they're doing stuff that is not even close to a fucking Spider-Man on the cheek, right? Well, actually, I'm not talking face. I mean, like, I, when I say makeup artist, I mean like actual people who do like editorial stuff. Oh, for like stuff. shows and yes, stuff like that. Yeah, like, yeah, stars yeah. And, like fashion I mean, like shoots. there, there, there is an uh, Joni Delilah is one from does that as from there as well. But again, it, I mean, like, yeah, face painting, face painting can be big business if you can. Get the the technique and the crank, you know, the crank stuff down. But it, it it's it's more these ideas of just because you don't assign value to it does not mean that it is not a it is not a skill set that requires some development and does is not not a a, a commercial skill. I don't know. How the you, market uh, dictates the value. Well, no, no, no. Actually, and, and I'm with you, the Wade? markets the market stopped dictating the value a while ago. Right. It is uh, it's the you know, it's the same reason why we go back to our fucking like why Facebook and YouTube and whatever. It's it's that the 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 the, the market is distorted. Okay. Because we have imbued certain entities with an ab- an abominable level of power. So that so who is I guess like my question to you is who 
is the enemy of the starving makeup artist. Well, well I mean, that's that's what I'm asking too. Because Wade, I, I I'm I, I'm on board with you because as a business owner, I don't give a shit if it's green or purple, right? If th- that color has doesn't have a whole lot of value, right? The 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 art side of things does not sell because right now we have we have a market which does not place value upon it it's been devalued year after year after year as to the point now where if you want to watch a music video that music video is barely paid for by by the the old spice ad that plays right before it's barely funded sure and the, the the amount of art that goes into these things is devalued. So now the budget on a music video is is in the hundreds and in the thousands, whereas in the '90s it was in the millions, right? So, so part of me is like is like, no, you know what, Kanye is right. Like we have lost we have lost this concept of of free expression. We've lost this concept of of art is a art is something that's worth paying for even though he doesn't talk about paying for it you have to assume he's talking about that because he's one of the few artists that's still doing very well right he's he's not just selling music no he's he's like a mogul like he's he's expanded and it's because he is so artistic and so gifted look and i hate to say that because i'm not a huge Kanye guy but I, i am big on his earlier music he's a very gifted artist for sure what i'm trying to understand and i'm trying to wrap my head around is Is it that you don't feel it's facilitated enough? It's not. You're not making. We don't make a clear enough path for the artist because that's what I'm. That's what I'm having a difficult well, no, time I, understanding. So I would well, say no, because single best, biggest contribution to the devaluation of art is is China making everything that we make, right? Single biggest cause is is that we don't actually make it anymore, and since we don't make it. We associate the value with the person that does. Well, and, and that and the the idea of what things really cost has been horribly distorted by this by by the fucking influx of slave labor. Yeah, that, yeah that's exactly no what I'm saying, right? So if I make a bracelet by hand, it might it might take me three hours, and it's a beautiful bracelet. However, everybody knows when they look at it that the raw materials cost. A penny for all of them combined it cost one penny because they know that all of those raw materials are being manufactured in bulk in China right there's not some guy down the street that's pressing beads there's not some guy down the street that's making yarn or making string so we we've already devalued the 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 actual components that make up the product but now the one thing that we had left was the labor to put it together but now we can design it, order a thousand of them from China, get them shipped for less than less than ten cents a piece. But now we need to sell them at what we would have charged if we made it by hand, which might have been ten, fifteen dollars. Well, the you, most you can get on the market is a dollar. Well, well, even that, like, um, I as uh, I don't know if you remember my conversation there with Sophie, like, because I talk with Sophie a lot outside of, of that, but uh, you know, it's. You have these things where, like, people are like, "Oh, I, I would pay, I would, you know, like, 
you, you have an object that is like $75 would seem like an unreasonable price to you and it cost them like maybe $2 to make it in China. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, this same object in the same scale, it's like, oh, I actually had to design all of this from scratch. Like this is, this is, this is a, it's the, it's the art has the same, you know, like real, like art pieces have the same problem as fucking prototypes, which is that like people expect people cannot think in a world, you know, like we live in such a world of mass manufacture that people cannot think in the concept of a one off mm-hmm. and what that really costs to get together. But it's because we all have Shark Tank echoing in the back of our head, right? You well, have somebody talking about a business model and with a business model you have markup and you also you you want to be able to scale. So to make an individual bracelet for each person doesn't really make sense. Well, it's resource management too. Right. You have resources. If I see something that I absolutely find like stunning, and specifically if it's if it's an original and it's and it's the only one in existence, like I'll gladly shell out a good amount of my resources for it. But resources are significantly more scarce in this country. You know, for the for the average. Average person. That's that's why Trace and I gotta finish this 3D printing thing for QZ Print, so we can just get the fact we can get the fucking home factory kit set up for people, so they just. Uh, and that's nice, but but the whole the thing with that gunner is um, 3D printing takes hours. Well, no, but that's that's why <laughs> now, that's why of course that's why, the I get the, that's why I get the better printer. But I, the again, machine's doing the work for you. You're right. You can get a better printer, but you got to get the cheap one first. Because yeah. you don't have the money to buy the, well, but, the better printer. But, when you but start. the other thing, the other thing is, is that yeah, it takes a couple hours. But you got to if you plan out again. Where, where where this comes down to is that you talk about the solution to things, and I'm you know like a part part of this is that like you know our fucking our fucking like support services economic model here in this country is fucked. You know healthcare. You know the healthcare thing, the education thing. We are we are going we are going to have systemic disenfranchisement what's wrong with education well the oh, fact that you have to pay so much money for it i do think oh you're outrageous. talking about yeah. sec- secondary education yeah like even primary uh, like you know canastota and the fucking issues that it's having with fucking sp- sp- special education and stuff like that now too but Th- that's true but that doesn't mean that the whole system is broken no, no, well uh, the college college is fundamentally broken but that's that's mm-hmm well, no, because the other thing is... I, I, a secondary education, I'm with you, because because it's putting a lot of debt on people, well, and it's, it's influencing of, their, their purchasing decisions well, I, I, I know, straight like, out of college. I, I, I have they're a, the ones that should be wasting friend, money on I have a on friend pain. right now who's, like, fucking, like, melting down, because she um, she's in, like, a fucking post-grad program, and it's one of these fucked up, like, uh, like it is... It is deli- the, whole, the whole fucking thing is designed to keep the underclass under because it's all these fucking unpaid internships mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's like if you don't have mom and dad yeah. fucking fucking subsidizing you it is you will destroy you you have to work full time and you will fucking destroy yourself yeah that's completely like, bullshit they, that like, be... she got she got a fucking stipend but they didn't bother paying it to her until after the fucking after the fucking internship was done there should be no such thing as an unpaid internship and i'm sorry like that's that should be regulated that should be illegal in this country. And the whole reason that if you're getting like, a service from someone, whether they're learning or not learning, if you're getting a service from someone, they should be compensated for it. The tough part about the unpaid stuff is that some of these, some of these positions are really just—they were only intended to be able to perceive the industry, and 
a lot of the time the interns are spending most of their time just learning, right? So I don't necessarily disagree with the unpaid internship, but I do have some serious problems with these long-term quote-unquote internships, like being a resident doctor. Yeah. That's fucking insane. It's You're responsible for an entire wing. You might be responsible for 12 hours of, of an entire section of a hospital and you're unpaid. That's insanity. I don't even understand. Like, it's not, I realize that the doctor needs to learn. I realize that the doctor is, is, is just finishing their, their program, but they're responsible for so many lives. How can that be worth nothing? So I, I'm with you, but, but I, I also do also, see I do see some mechanism to some separate. Need. Again, that's a, that is it is a business model built on being able to be subsidized by the wealthy by the wealthy, you know. And unfortunately, one it, it basically it, it kind of perpetuates the cycle that like there is a there is a definite social economic stratification that's maintained because the only people who can fucking afford this are the people who are living in abject fucking poverty and like just like you know like they, they get their shit together when they go to work and they're fucking crammed in or you have somebody who can basically has a family support mechanism that can yeah, carry them through check, yeah um so back to the whole is how do you fix how do you fix art um have you guys been to woodstock new york yeah i've been there well i used to live just uh I lived in Kingston for a little while, so yeah. that's it, like so you've south driven through that artsy. Yeah, that, but they have money. That to me is. I, I, do you think? Yes, absolutely. I think that there's old that there's some there's old a money ton there. Of but old what money I there, saw dude. looked like starving businesses. Like it looked like a whole bunch of people that believed that they could sell fucking pretty dresses on the side of the road. Yeah, they believe that way because they have money. True. True. I mean, like in the. Money? So, What's that? Do you have money? Well, I mean, like no. what? It's like fucking. It's like fucking going to Kaz and like looking at the strip, the strip downtown. Look at all I antique mean, like, shops. Yeah, but but no Woodstock, New York, there. is a freak of nature, right? Woodstock, New York, is a place where artists go to to live. Yeah, I mean, it is a completely different. Well, yeah, I mean, like, Casanova's got its thing. You have Casanova's got well, it's, it's got, got money. It's there. got money, but um, Casanova's also it's not as world famous as <laughs> Woodstock. Woodstock is famous because of the concert. Well, because it had two th- one thing. But there's actually there. the concert wasn't actually in Woodstock, New York. Well, there's also a recording studio out there too. Right, that's where Cole used to record. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In it's, Woodstock? It, yeah, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's basically basically it's 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 a way to get away from. Yeah, craziness yeah. and just kind of so, do your thing. So I was there, and um, and I took my family there because uh, my sister's best friend lives there. Or she, one of her homes is there, which goes to your point, Wade. <laughs> one of her homes. One of is her there. homes. One um, of her many homes. Yeah, there's a lot. That, there's there's a lot of that down there. She's like a set designer for celebrity photo shoots. I believe is her job. So she, she probably does down in the city. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we were in Woodstock, one thing that that kind of caught our attention was there was there was a. Uh, a small like river or creek or whatever that was running through and it was a swimming hole and the entire city of Woodstock used it as a swimming hole. No lifeguards, right? Um, everybody was there though. That was interesting to me. And what it is is it's this like concept that you can just kind of live away from the big city and you can just dream of art all day long. Yeah, you can do that because you made all your money from that big city and you finally got enough to move away from the big city. It's the whole narrative down there. The entire Hudson Valley functions like that. That may be how they're still existing, 
but we have to it if 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 art is to be valued right and it is to be something that we embrace as a profession as a career we have to believe that there's more to it than just get rich in the city and then become an artist because really they had to be an artist first right you can't just move to an artist city after you've you've lived the, the the city life because the city life is what drives your mind away from that. It needs to have existed first. There needs to be a place for that first. There needs to be a a world that embraces that so that you can sell it. You don't go to the world that embraces that after you sell it. So Woodstock is going to crumble. No, you definitely go if, to the... That's where you go after you've... You can't live in Woodstock unless you have money. That's the truth. You can't just live there. It's not like there are a ton of apartments there. It's not like some thriving thing where like, oh yeah, everybody come. Like you do, tip, you do have to have to have money because it's pretty isolated. You do have to drive like an hour and a half, two hours, or about an hour and a half to get down to even Yonkers. And her husband was also an artist, but he did a lot of his work from home. Mm-hmm. He was able to do a lot of it from the computer. So in that case, it'll work, right? If you're doing the remote style art. I don't know. I don't Art know how is to brutal, it. and it's brutal because it's pretty black and white. What's good and what's not good, and if it's really, really good, it's going to make somebody else a ton of money and you a bit of money. And if you're smart with your money, you'll do all right. If you're mediocre, you're not going to make it, and you're going to have to find some other avenue to 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 make it. It's there's just so much sentimentality and emotion attached. Um, was it? I'm not good with history, and this is recent history. But weren't there some some like like buildings and paintings within the last five years that were destroyed by some terrorist acts? Uh, well, they're, yeah. They're, well, actually, what well, Iran? Be, right? Well, no, no, well, no, they, no, no. They've been doing. They were doing it in Iraq. Iraq, yeah. Because ISIS was smashing a whole bunch of shit up or raiding it, and then actually, they they stole a bunch of artifacts and ended up selling them at Hobby Lobby. But uh, the, that was actually one of the things that got. Uh, everybody up against the Taliban in Afghanistan mm-hmm. where they were destroying all these like fucking histor- like world heritage sites. Because I was at work and there's, uh, he doesn't work with me anymore, but he he's a consumer of the arts in his own fashion. This guy still, he still listens to a lot of the um, a lot of the 90s style bands and he still pays for albums. He walks into music stores, he still pays for albums, he still goes to Pearl Jam concerts and I respect his, his artistic view on the world. Um, and he was at work one day and he's just looks like he's going to cry. And I'm like, what, what's wrong? And he, he had some personal problems that he was battling. So I just assumed it was those, but it wasn't. It was the fact that ISIS had destroyed this art that had been around for so long. So yeah, they were wrecking, they were wrecking fucking Samir. Like I, I, I'm surprised that years old. Yeah. I'm, surpri- I'm surprised that fucking, uh, I mean, that's Gilgamesh a, didn't like fucking come up and start. Wrecking that's a some Kickstarter shit. campaign, right? If we could reverse time and bring those back, that's a Kickstarter campaign because there it is. There is value. Well, actually, there 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 are, there, are pe- there are people now like actually like reconstructing all this stuff based off but of the it's, based off of like photo captures and stuff in three D. You know, like they're, they're attempting to to to, re- to rebuild these things because they're. Is that not the point, though? Like, have we not learned this before? Did, did like, Beethoven and Mozart not die in abject poverty? Did 
Edgar Allan Poe not die in abject poverty. Well, that was because he was If you want to be an artist, fiend. that's the fucking deal. You're not going to be this successful megastar. That's something recent. Your, your, your genius will be probably recognized it's, it's, well after it's, it's, your death. It's, interest, it's interesting, too, because like this gets into the, 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 the divergence of, of cultures because um, the concept... Ja- the Japan's concept, not like that. What's that? Japan's not like that, right? I actually they know embrace Japan. art. Yes. Yeah. Well, the Japan Japan has its own like thing. Like there are, uh, you know, like again, it, it, it's you you're know, gonna like, be looked at weird by your parents when you say you want to be an artist in Japan. Well, you no, you still get you, you still get looked at weird. <laughs> well, because um, unfortunately, oh, no, actually, unfortunately, whether you whether you believe it or not, um, it you that kind of stuff is usually a family line thing. Like you know, it's a, it's it's like you know, you, you come you, you, you it gets into the. It's the way music was. Whether too, right? whether they whether they admit it or not, Japan has a very structured caste system as right. well. Mm-hmm. But um, it's also that they have become very westernized in the last century, and they've taken on our kind of you know like again because of the whole the, the whole business culture that is like overtaken like. Um, Korea is kind of the same way too, where the the businessman is the the celebrity of their culture now. Mm-hmm. Um, like fucking what's his what's his face there? Like Gangnam's the dude did Gangnam Style. Mm-hmm. That's actually talking about being a businessman. Like that that is that it's is critical of like re- the the Gangnam uh, yes. class, which but is the, like a but upper yes, class. That, that, that is that is that is that is their that is their equivalent of the Jersey Shore like fucking rocks. Well, you know, so the so they are they are they are the aspirant, yeah, class. You know, like you, you, I want to. You know, like some people say. You know, like we talk about. I want to be an artist. No, I want to be a fucking. I want to be a fucking like exec at a fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bomb. Yeah, yeah. Being an artist is probably more like being a salesman, right? I mean, you got to do the art, but if nobody's buying it, then you weren't an artist for very long. Or art's your side project, and it doesn't get appreciated until like, unless you're like I said, unless you're extra extra special. Are you not extra extra special, Wade? No, absolutely not. You should just be like extra one special. Of the other, just like I, the rest of the drones out I, there. I, I think you're cool. <laughs> Thanks. Doesn't mean I'm special. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> but I think, just be- I, I think you're special in the same way that like a, like a macaroni and egg salad is special when it turns. Did it hurt when you fell into the toilet, you piece of shit? <laughs> 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 but. I'm not trying to shit an artist. Like, if that's your passion, is go ahead and follow it. Just recognize the reality of things. If you're not, if you, and here's the other thing, you could be extremely talented and just not hit at the right time either. There are yeah. plenty of artists that go that way. That's the reality of shit. I don't know. You're a soldier. There's a chance you can get shot. Same thing with police officers, firefighter. You can die in a fire. You're an artist. You can fucking starve. Like, you can not be successful. That, I mean, shit, man. That's that's the reality of it. Yes, art is important. Bad art doesn't matter, though. And what's good art? Like I said, I kind of believe the market dictates what good art is. And good art is what people want to consume. Uno Gangnam Style. But that being said, I dictate that we're ending this now. Because <laughs> well, we've been out maybe, for almost two and a half hours. Oh, it's one of the longer on, ones. Don't, don't, be, don't be like that. We're friends here. Oh, we friends. are. This is friendship snake. friendship snake is best snake. However, best snake must go and rest now. The snake needs to go drop a deuce. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and uh, we will see you later. Ride the snake. Ride the snake. <laughs>